everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators. And to catch your predator, why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Yeah. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face and then you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, no predators. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. Because I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. People are just jerking off to weird shit. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I am your host, Sarah McClellan, and if you are brand new to Intoxicated, this is a comedy variety talk show that gets personal, where I shoot the shit with comedians, creators, and characters. This week's episode almost didn't happen. As you can see, this is late going up. But you guys, um, life has been insanely busy for me. And it has been hard to stay on top of guest podcasting. But this episode is a bit of a surprise, a bit of a last minute episode. Because originally, um, I was actually just going to answer some of your guys' questions and do a solo episode. But... Lucky for me, I have an awesome returning guest with me this week, a regular on the podcast. Travis Lindsay returns to the podcast to save my butt this week and give me someone to bounce off of. And as always, it turned into an excellent chat. So this was quite enjoyable. And I can't thank Travis enough for coming on last minute to give me something that is for sure way better than what I would have given you alone. We're talking TikTok. We're talking influencers. Of course, we're talking about comedy. Obviously, Travis is a pro in the scene, and I'm a big newbie, so I've been really enjoying learning from him. And so, of course, you're going to hear some comedy talk in this one. But uh, the questions that you guys sent in did not go to waste. We did actually end up answering them in the episode, so that was a lot of fun. I'm always down to answer questions, guys, so if you ever have questions, you can email them into me at intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. Or, of course, DM, um, comment on Instagram pictures, stuff like that. So feel free to reach out with questions because it's always something that I can pull from when I might not have an interview set up. But hey, this turned out awesome. This was a lot of fun. Do be sure to check out Travis's two podcasts, The Church of Common Sense and Hi Dad Soup. And of course, be sure to check out his comedy album, The Kid Is Alright. To it. Of course, if you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you find podcasts and throw a rating or review my way. That does help the podcast out. It gets more eyes on it. And be sure to follow Intoxicated on social media and tell the comedy lovers in your life about the podcast. Since this one is already late, you guys, I'm going to keep this mega short and get right to it. Enjoy this week's episode with Travis Lindsay. We are rolling! 
This episode almost didn't happen. <laughs> she almost didn't have an episode, but here we are. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everyone. Uh, I am joined by a savior. Uh, <laughs> someone who volunteered last minute. Yeah. Travis Lindsay's back. Hi, hello. Oh my gosh, it was funny last night when you were like, "I can come on." Like you, you almost said it like, "Why haven't you asked?" Yeah. <laughs> last night, I was just like, "I hate yeah. bugging people last minute." Yeah, because yeah. I assume people have lives. Yeah, not like me. No, I mean, if I'm busy, I'm busy. If I'm not, I'm not. I'm happy to there you go. come in and help out and. But you must know the podcasting grind as uh, doing a weekly podcast. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, especially in, you know, solo episodes. Even though all I do is solo episodes are can be very stressful. Right. And uh, a pain in the ass. And the week goes They are nice because you can do multiple takes sometimes. Oh, that's I'll, true. I'll, I'll start a podcast like 10 times before I like, you know. Get into I'll, it. Oh, yeah. You know, my hellos and all that stuff are like, it's usually like the sixth or seventh time that I just let it roll. That's so Cause I'll, I'll be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Fuck that!" And then, <laughs> yeah, that, that, those are my intros too. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I fucking hate recording alone. Uh, and like, like, if it's a Patreon episode where it feels like just an audio diary, yeah, I'm okay. But like other, like when it's like a, a formal episode, I'm like, I need questions or I need, like, I need something to structure this. Yeah. Otherwise, it's gonna be. But it's crazy because so many comedians do solo podcasts. Yeah. And it was hilarious. I was listening to one the other day from, do you know Rosebud Baker? Yeah. She's, I fucking love her so much, but she does a solo podcast. Uh, she you, sometimes has guests on, mm-hmm. but she's so honest about like, guys, uh, I got nothing to talk about. This is just, uh, this is just me having a panic attack on my, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. she's very honest. Yeah, I get it's that. just pretty wild. <laughs> like she, I think she titled it like, shit show or something like yeah. she just said like personal shit show but she still puts out content it's just like yeah, yeah it's ye- like when and you feel like you just have to like i hate messing weeks yeah yeah i, I feel it. like people drop off right away like it's gotta be right because people expect it it's yeah. a weekly thing yeah i'm gonna get my red bull actually absolutely go for it so what's new kid so you did comedy fest yeah i did the Halifax comedy fest i did my two tapings and uh they're good it was uh it was weird, but it was uh it was fun. You know? What was weird about it? Just like, you know, the rule like, you know, walking in and like once you walk off stage like when you walk on stage you gotta take off your lanyard and your mask and you like drop it in a little baggie and they zip it up and the bags get your name on it and then they hand you a mic and then you go off and then like you do your set and then you walk off stage and hand them the mic and then they Oh it's like a whole process they a little baggie and then you gotta reach in, grab your mask. Do they go over it with you? Like I would be so Oh yeah, no no yeah like yeah like you know and I had to like sign multiple papers and COVID <laughs> things and like have you been traveling? Have you been boom 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 I had to do like three of those and oh my God. And, you know, God. but like, yeah, everyone had theirs ready to go. That's wild. Minus, minus I would be yeah. so scared of fucking that up somehow. I'm still really, really bad at going to shake people's hands. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know. It's just, it's not gonna, yeah. it's just in, ingrained in me to just go, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm just like, my paranoia is so low. Yeah. It's so low, but I have to remember that other people, like, they're still freaked out. Yeah. And no. stuff. I mean, I'm black, so I've been fist bumping since 2005. So, like, <laughs> it's quite on my own. That's a thing in life. comedy for sure, too. The fist bumps. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't really realize how much of a thing that is until I started. Yeah. Just like the like coming off stage fist bump. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, I don't know. It's a silent. You did good? Yeah, you don't need to talk over anyone. It's just a quick like. So what you're saying is, is that if you don't get a fist bump when you're done, you didn't do the best. Probably. Maybe. I You know, I guess it depends on who. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we need to start laying that paranoia into the scene. No. Uh, this episode is going to be controversy free. <laughs> this is... <laughs> No opinions will be stated, and no clips will be posted out of context. <laughs> there we go. Everything will be in context. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, that's wild. So you did two tapings. Yep, two tapings. One upstairs, one downstairs at the marquee. Um, yeah, they're both fun, and the first night was really good. Yeah, this one I was really happy with. And you know, second one was fun too. But it was it was uh, proof that having more people and more space does not always equal a better show because it just it just disconnected everyone that was the one problem i think with uh the bigger room was like there's people on this side of the stage and there's people like on stage with you that's wild and people are already weird at tapings because they know they're on gonna be on tv right so people are kind of like on alert yeah i really wish you could just do a thing where like you have shows and then at the end you go thank you that was taped for tv uh, right, so, like non-consensual. Yeah, yeah. It really should be. <laughs> that was tape for TV. Let's hope you all sign yeah. off on it. Yeah. I kind of well, I mean, like hitting camera shows and stuff. But I guess all those are kind of scripted too. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, mm. that would have been great. But they're all there. It was a success. No one, uh, no one really ate their balls. Yeah, um, and you you did you did quite a bit of prep for it too. Yeah, right? I right. mean, I was really. Prepped. I mean, I was kind of lucky because I was one who was supposed to do it in April. I know some of these people weren't originally booked for the fest right. at all. So I already had a set in okay. mind since April. Crazy. Um, you know, I did most of that uh, still. Uh, and then I was lucky enough because I live here and I had time to work on. So I wasn't rusty even stand-up bites, even whether or not I was doing that material. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been having shows since June. So it's awesome how many chances you have each week to do comedy here right now yeah like just the idea of like having a mic where it's like oh like i missed a mic this week i can just literally go next week yeah like with these show up go ups like yeah. it's so convenient well i guess there's only one now yeah because district five switched yeah. to uh booking yeah but um and that's something i gotta stay on top of is, is booking <laughs> booking spots oh yeah i like never ask I, i'll do like four and then i'm like oh yeah i gotta like i gotta like book yeah. more yeah. yeah you know like yeah take a number again yeah yeah but uh yeah there's so many shows going on right now in the city it's and, wild uh yeah we're very lucky considering the state of the world we are wildly lucky, and hopefully it won't go away anytime soon. Yeah, you know, I always get nervous because, like, numbers are kind of <laughs> jumping up every day. But they're all yeah. connected. Like, they're all... Yeah. Except I know there may have been that exposure on uh, Dresden. That's the, the gym fi- I used to go to. Less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's wild. That's one time going yeah. to the gym. was a good thing. Not going. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not, not good. But, I mean, we're here... Got lots of lots of shows. Do you ever get um what's the most amount of shows that you've done in a row? All in a row. Uh I think my streak is <sighs> either I think it's it's between twelve and fifteen Whoa! 
in a row? Yeah. Where I was Holy like, shit. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Mackie last I, night said, I think his was eight. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like 12 days. I'm like, I did three in a <laughs> row. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I need a break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. That's insane. Yeah. We've been 15 shows over 12 days. Yeah. Holy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So multiple shows. Yeah, yeah. You know what, though? I would love to do that. Multiple in a night. It's it's fun. It's definitely fun. Like when you get on that run uh, to do multiple shows a night. Uh it's exciting to enter uh, new places and like, yeah, you know, and kind of redeem like, yourself a bit. If it's you, like if, bar hopping, yeah, yes. and it's just like yeah, it's like a pub crawl. It's really funny. Yeah, I fucked up on two things last mm-hmm. night at Beerleys, and I just went. But actually, one, a couple of the fuck ups worked in my favor because I think I was going over. Yeah, I just literally forgot a chunk of a joke, and I just moved on. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not doing like, like the, the main part of that joke. Yeah. I'll just move on. Um, but like, I, I remember looking at the time, going, oh, okay, that's okay. I can just yeah. wrap it up now, yeah. and I'll be. Uh, you know, solid yeah. seven minutes going over time is so like, it just stresses me out. Yeah. I really just, I think it's just cause I'm friends with so many bookers and I know how annoying. I mean, you've listened for like three years now of comedians ranting about people going over time and burning the light and yeah. Burning you know, the light. I feel you. like you've been kind of on a roll though lately yeah. with stuff. I got a lot of stuff coming up this month. Oh yeah. How much got? Uh, let's I'm, plug it now. Uh, all right. Let's get it out of the way now. Um, this week coming up, where oh tomorrow night I'm in Picto with Mullinger, James Mullinger. Uh, next week, uh, Friday, Saturday, I'm back yeah, in Moncton at the basement with uh, with Matt Baker. I Is believe. it back? Yes, I don't know if that's officially announced, but yeah, yeah. Well, okay. As far as I know, I'm supposed to be going up, so yeah. Oh shit, um, that's awesome. That'll be great. Uh, at the 26th, I'm in Bridgewater. Uh, I don't have the venues for any of these places. Um, 27th, 28th, I'm in Cape Breton uh, with the things that Clifton's putting on. Oh, sweet. Uh, sometime in December, I'll be back up in Moncton, and uh, I just booked something for New Year's Eve and potentially the day before as well. Damn! So, yeah. Atlantic bubble is popping off. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of stuff going on. That's that's good, Travis. Yeah. That's yeah, really, really so. good. You seem to be in a good energy last night. You seem to be having a lot of fun. Oh yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, it was great watching. You know, had a good show and such words and make fun of Sam and his burnt fingers. Okay, I missed the whole story about how Sam burned his fingers. He burned on soup or something. Yeah, like did he just, put his fingers in the soup? I don't know, but the amount of bandages was hilarious. It was very cartoony. They were all wrapped up and <laughs> different. It's just, <laughs> and then just to hear the story from Pregina was. Even better. Oh, God, yeah, lover. Yeah. She'll probably get some material out of it. That's hilarious. I hope, just because Sam's so chill. And <laughs> Ow, my fingers yeah. are burning. <laughs> <laughs> just see him not reacting at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Burns are awful, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, seriously, though, like, like, I've had, I actually have one right now on my, somewhere on me. Yeah. From the curling iron. And, uh, it's, yeah. It's not a good no, pain. No, they're not. Oh, I uh, had an iron fall on my hand when I was a kid. Oh god! My grandmother forgot to unplug it, and uh, I was homesick, and I was I went like this on the table, and it just ah! and all puffed up. And then one time, uh, 
we were moving stuff around, so we had a lamp on the floor, and uh, it like burnt. It tipped, and it like the lamp bulb was open and just landed right on my calf, and I got the, I still got the burn there. It's like this. Oh my god! Yeah, but I will say it is kind of satisfying when it bubbles up. <laughs> Are you one of those? Are you into gross shit like that? I mean, yeah, everyone likes a good pop in that. And I don't know why. I certain love people it so are much. addicted to it. I find it re- like relaxing. Uh, <laughs> some people, yeah, some people find comedy. Like, I'll watch like a, a video, like a pimple popping video. Yeah. And those are like, you know, gross, yeah. but like just fascinating. I don't like wet ones. Like a dry thing fascinates me more. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's something about a blister, though, because like when it pops, it's like pure water in there. Yeah, that's always so weird. Isn't that so weird? weird? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's not my- burns. Burns are brutal. Uh, but we 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 were taught. We got into it last night briefly about influencers. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, because, well, I have to talk with this because I've been so busy mm-hmm. that I haven't been able to keep up with what's going on in TikTok, but I posted a video. Yes. Um, because I've been, I've been following TikTok for a bit. Um, and I noticed that there's this weird community of people here, specifically in Nova Scotia, TikTokers. Yeah. Just these random people with like all these followers mm-hmm. and like making all these videos. And like they make videos like, Multiple times a day. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine having to wake up every day and like record your life? Or like, I guess they don't have to, no, but they, they feel like they have to because they keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. No, I'm self-aware. Uh, so yeah. that, uh, I just, yeah. I, you know, it's live, pretty brutal. Live your life, have fun. I mm-hmm. was even talking about this on stage last night. Like, I I get that I'm an old twenty eight, and like I should be doing this, and <laughs> you know, connecting, and, and like, aren't we all? I feel this way. This fucking old Facebook status from ten years ago, and now it's in video form. Look what I created. <laughs> okay, so do you think? Okay, so here's my question to you. So people who have big followings on mm-hmm. these types of platforms, yeah. like, say, TikTok, and yeah. I guess back in the day it would have been Vine. Yeah. Um, although I would argue that TikTok is way more, it's harder than Vine. Okay. It is, it's a weird app to navigate. Yeah. Because you have to, like, I'll even show you. Well, I don't know what, where its popularity came from. Because before, this was, like, a thing people made fun of. Like, when TikTok first yeah. started, it was, like, shitty ads in between my games and it was some emo furry kid lip syncing awkwardly and everyone was like look at this cringy shit and now everyone's like I fucking love TikTok people can't lip sync for shit oh don't get me started on the lip syncing yeah learn the words and then film your video yeah put a little effort into it my god these people who are like just way off with their lip syncing i was was actually one i was going to make which was like y'all suck at lip syncing and then just do a killer job at it yeah and post it i think it's such a weird platform because it's connecting the weirdest of people yeah some things that I've seen on TikTok. Okay, so there's a girl who literally, um, and I'm going to screen share. This is probably another uh, episode you want to watch on YouTube, people. Um, but like literally there's a girl who, her thing. Yeah. You're going to roll your eyes so hard at this. 
especially being a foodie that you are. Yeah. Her whole thing is um, she um, started a trend of eating peppers okay. with cream cheese and everything bagel spice. Okay. That's all she does? That's all she does. So let's see if I can find her on here. Because I've definitely liked some of her stuff. But yeah. I then I started getting like more annoyed than... Yeah. <laughs> like literally, she will eat like multiple vegetables with cream cheese. And like her videos are just like, today's yeah. snack is this vegetable mm-hmm. with this type of cream cheese. Okay. Um, and then she puts everything bagel spice on it. Mm-hmm. And like cr- like eats it and crunches it. Mm-hmm. And that's her whole thing. <laughs> there's another. Guy, there's another guy who <sighs> bathes his goldfish in salt water. He? What do you mean he bathes? It? So like, they live in salt water. I mean, well, like water. goldfish that are in like a tank. Yeah. Um, he does like a salt water cleanse. Okay. Where he takes them out of the tank and puts yeah. them in this other little tank. Yeah. And bathes them in the salt water. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's cute, but is that all he's done? Or is he trying to be, like, witty and give them personalities? Well, pretty much what you... I think what a lot of them do on TikTok is... I'm just going to look. TikTok Bell Pepper Girl. Bell Pepper Lady. What's her name? I just, like, I have to show you this, because this is... There she is there. Yeah. What's her fucking name? Okay. I I can't find her. (laughs) I I wish I I should have prepped more for this, because... So this, I can't find this, uh, this bell pepper lady, mm-hmm. but it is quite, um, it's all really all she does. And she, she like huge following. Yeah. People you know, love to you see know, this I'll bitch. Even, I'll even accept that. I. Okay. It sounds like a delicious snack. Is it always bell peppers or is it like. She'll switch it up. So she'll do a cucumber. Mm-hmm. She'll do like red pepper. Okay, so she says, So it's not like she's doing hot peppers or anything. I don't think so. No, see, that would be funny and more interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, it sounds like a nice snack. Uh, it's not her fault people are tuning in. You know what I mean? Like, That's it's not right. The, it's not the Big Bang Theory's fault. That's right. That people are tuning into this horse shit. <laughs> it, and humans, it's audience that stinks and it's just fucking babies rattling keychains in front of them. Right? Isn't it crazy? Uh, yeah, so there's this thing called so with TikTok, I yeah. mean really like I'm just gonna turn this off for a second, but it you scroll through and depending on what you like, mm-hmm. it'll send you more of that. Okay. Um and then there's these things called blank TikTok. So like food TikTok. Yeah. So if you like a bunch of food videos, yeah. you will get more. F- like I okay. think you'd enjoy the food ones because they're like quick re- recipes mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Gordon, uh, Gordon Ramsay ones, which at first I didn't like because mm-hmm. they just seemed fake. His reactions, right? But I did like watching people make garbage food, and then I did like hating on some of the people that were cooking because they're trying to be like, "Hey, Gordon, you're gonna <laughs> love this, and if you don't love this, then I don't know what to say, buddy." <laughs> It's like the confidence of a comic yeah, telling a just, joke for the yeah. first time. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this one. Yeah. You wait. Fucking hell. <laughs> and then nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you run into TikToks that are like just a lot of uh, dancing. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot of hot girls dancing. Okay. And like, and they is really. Is this Jim's friend? This is uh, Tori. Okay, good. I'm glad I 
made sure before. And Tori, anything. I love you, Tori. If you're if you're listening, um, like her, she is an actual dancer. Yeah. So she posts just like really quick videos of her dancing. Yeah, yeah. There's match in her. But like we know why people are watching these, right? Like you know, like even the bell pepper lady, you know, someone's coming to that. <laughs> even this fucking woman just eating a healthy snack. Like the whole point is, like we get all these views and we go, oh man, we're popular. People are just jerking off to weird shit. Do you think they're jerking off to everything? One hundred percent. These oh dance videos and all that. This is all a to lure. Mm-hmm. Half of those views mm-hmm. are, are probably a lot of guys, mm-hmm. and none of them are going. Damn, look at those skills. I can't wait to have Tori on because she said that she went viral or like she blew up on TikTok Mm -hmm. when uh, she did a video without a bra and she didn't quite realize that like her nipples. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, And and God bless her. Use it. Use it. Okay. So you're not against these people. If you know what it is. You got to know what it is. That's what it is. You got to be self-aware about it. Yeah, be self-aware. Don't be mm-hmm. naive and going. People just like watching me eat bell pepper- peppers. No, they like watching your titties bounce as you chew bell peppers. That's right. I got to find The this. internet's full Before of Before this creeps. episode is out, I got to show you the cream cheese truck. This is Rebecca. You know Re- Rebecca Black, right? Yes. So like she... Friday, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's now on TikTok. And yeah, like, go up for a minute. Look at the, look at the second one. Yeah. And they're just using... I, you know, I get like... Yeah, this and she's like, oh, there's bi now, so oh, okay. she's doing a lot of, like, like kind mm-hmm. of, like, meme-style yeah. TikToks about being bi. Has she done a parody called It's Bi Day? Oh, my God. Because that would be... <laughs> we got a that's where the money's at. D- tagger in it, that's great! Rebecca. Yeah, she gotta do Own that. Own it, good for you, dear. It's bi day, bi day, gotta get down. <laughs> I'm biting on whatever you want. But yeah, she's like, yeah, blowing up on there. Who else am I following? This guy, he's just like, he has this like whole narrative of like, mm-hmm. I'm broken and so mentally ill. Yeah. And this is not the, uh, the healthy place for. No, because that's the downside of TikTok. Yeah. It's because I think what happens is, is people are so lonely in their real lives yeah. that they oddly feel connected by these strangers that of course, are watching yeah, them on TikTok. There's, there's eyes on you now. There's, there's eyes on you. Special K is TikTok. Let's see. Did he, he didn't post anything. That's okay. So that's another pet peeve, you guys. Guys, I put a call out on TikTok for you to come on the podcast. Don't ask to come on when you haven't posted a TikTok. <laughs> All right. Like the whole point is to talk about like, why are you doing it? And like, yeah. what value does it bring to your life? And like, what's yeah. this world like? And how much work do you spend? Like, I'm, I'm fascinated with just how they manage this. Mm-hmm. Because like they're running around town, they're vlogging their lives. They're like drinking expensive coffees. Yeah. And it's just like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, is anything of your life not on there? Yeah, it's, I don't, you know, people want to feel connected and special and. And I would say that, like, that's a good thing about it. Yeah, I just don't like people who are like, I want to be famous. Yeah. And I just, you know, for what reason? Mm -hmm. Find something you're passionate about and try to be successful at it. Yeah. You know, famous is, it's just such an arrogant thing. To like, I want to be known. I think the world needs to see me. And it's like, well, what's your talent? 
well, that doesn't matter. I just want to be seen. I want, mm-hmm. and that's, it's depressing. There's a documentary called Finders Keepers. Finders Keepers. And and this man would be a prime candidate for TikTok. Uh, mm. This guy's, I believe it was his father, or no, it was him. He got in a plane crash with his dad, and he had blues on his foot. And, and he wanted the foot uh, to be kept. He wanted to keep it. So once it was amputated, he kept it, and he kept it in a storage locker in this barbecue. They didn't pay the fee- they didn't pay the fees for the storage locker, and they lost they lost the storage thing. And this guy bought it. He bought the storage locker. He opens up. Here's this human foot. And now he's like, well, was it here's, like rotted? here's my t-. no no like they was like you know stored like preserved. Mm. And he's like, well, here's my ticket to fame. I'm going to be the guy that advertises, like, come and pay $5 and see the foot in the barbecue. Oh, my blah, blah, God. Blah, blah, blah. And then the guy who lost the store's locker was like, hey, man, can I just, can I have my foot back? Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's my, can I have That's my, my foot literal back? foot. It's a foot. It's this weird connection I have now to my dad in this accident we were in where he died. Can I just have this fucking foot? And the guy's like, no, you know, finders keepers. Like, like it's my foot now. I'm going to be famous. I've always been destined to be famous. There's one scene in it. And I absolutely, like, it made me want to reach to my screen and choke this man. He's getting his hair cut. And he's like, he's like, I've always been uh, hilarious and funny. He's never once in this entire movie hilarious or funny. He's very sad. And that's where the hilarity comes in. And oh he's like, God. he's like, my, uh, I would describe my, uh, my comedy. He's this big redneck guy. I would describe my comedy as like Eddie Murphy raw or something like that. And it's <laughs> This man's fucking delusional. And they went all around the TV, you know, all these TV shows and like both guys were on and, you know, they made a big sideshow of it. Literally got to the point where like the guy's like, hey, man, let's just keep this up. Like, like he's like, it's fucking wrestling. Like, keep pretending to be mad at me and I'll not, oh my you know, we'll make a deal, we'll make money. And the guy's like, no, fuck you. Give me my foot back. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, and that's I- that to me is TikTok. I think the best case scenario, like, and I mean, and I don't know, like, the right balance with something like this. Like, if I'm sure that you wouldn't complain if you went viral tomorrow over something. No, I have. I, yeah. I I've got, but like, it was like I, I, the goal was not to go viral. Right? That's right. The goal was to put out something that I thought was funny, and if you liked it, you liked it. Cool, whatever. If someone gets six likes, yeah, then fine. I, the, then I'm happy with that of course you always want more and you mm-hmm. want something to hit but i don't want something to hit to become famous i want something to hit because it's good that's right i think you got to do something like just because you like it and you're putting it out in the world and if it hits like that's the the best case scenario if you're doing it'll never a watch pot never boils, so to speak mm-hmm. you know yeah. like like if you're doing something mm-hmm. for the purpose of it like all the tiktoks that i've made that i'm like this is gonna be good yeah they never do as well no, as the ones that are, I'm just like now yeah, that here's no because I feel like something. there is that there is that uh, scent of like Disparity. trying and like selling and like and people get catch on to the con sometimes where people are like you know this is done totally not uh, from the heart yeah but from the mind of this is going to go viral and someone wants and attention I, yes and I think yeah I think that's detrimental to the quality of any. The, the I the fucking guy um on the board the dog face yes that's a great one that's a great one that man was just chilling and you know like watching it and like it was this great thing and then of course it got bastardized because it became very popular and like listen mm-hmm. after fucking Mick Fleetwood and Stevie Nicks do a video based on it 
It's done. Stop it. <laughs> Cut it out. But he's still going. Look at him. He's going. He's famous now, and he was living in a fucking trailer. I good for him because that was his. I know his goal was not to become famous. He was just living his life, and now he's got this money, and I hope he spends it well and treats his, you know, treats his daughter and shit. Aww. Look at him, like doing, like he's just so cute. Also, I don't know how old this man is. He could be 32 or he could be 98. <laughs> he could be an old 32 yeah, yeah. or like a young 98. Yeah. And it's wild because like, yeah, if you look at these views, like look, millions. Yeah. These are getting millions of views. Um, Like this was the one. This was the big yeah, one. Yeah, this is the complete one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, it should, it's done. And now you've done you've p- done a trend now that everybody is now mocking or like doing doing mimicking. their own trying to blah, blah, blah. and it's like that's fine but be creative do a well done parody of it you know what I mean don't just copy it move for move you know something's got to be <laughs> special about it yeah the connection there was a girl who just drank a sip of the cranberry juice and yeah. just just said. <laughs> I'm not on a I'm not on a skateboard. I just have a UTI. Funny. There we go. And I was like, oh. "That's that's funny." That's it. Yeah, that's clever. That's good. You didn't, I'm, you I'm didn't, okay with that. You didn't try, but if you like, go, let, like, let's go back to the very beginning. Yeah. Like, look at all this. Look at all this content. Yeah, he was doing it's all the shit before. And insane. It's just that one thing that hit. Yeah. Like. Oh, I really liked this one. This was, be, I think, before he went viral. Like he's just on skateboards, yeah. just vibing. Also, I'm just like, how has a car not hit you yeah. yet? Yeah. Every single video of his is like mm-hmm. in a street. Yeah. And that's just him having fun. He's just having you fun. You know what I mean? Like he's not trying to be cute and cheeky and whatever. He's yeah. just on his board listening to like he's he's literally going, This is this is just me chilling. This is just me. So I have no issue with Dogface. I think he the man rules and he's the most sincere thing on this uh platform of I'm, phonies. Let's see if I can try to find another one that you'll enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um because there's there's another one that is a guy and his grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty fucking cute. I think I'll be able to recognize this. Is one. the grandmother saying naughty things? The grandmother is just or like a take sincere. a take no shit. Say it like it is, grandmother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sassy grand, this is it. Um <laughs> which one should we let's see. Ninety ninety-four year old gives relationship advice while accidentally high. What about okay. people that are struggling that are in bad relationships or are struggling? you know, in abusive relationships. What advice do you have for people like that? Well, I tell you, if you're having trouble, well, what kind of ship did you say? <laughs> Bad relationships. <laughs> okay. Bad relationships. Well, I would say get out of it, stay out of it, and be strong. Because there's a lot of us women don't have no man, and we don't want them, and we don't need them. I love her. And it's also really cute because they'll post little videos of like all the fans sent her like a bunch of stuff from Amazon. Okay. Well, that's nice. And then she's like crying. Wow. Over like how, how like people Mm -hmm. like her. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really genuine. That's really, yeah. Well, that's sincere and that's nice. And looks great for 94. Jesus. Right. And like, look at that. I mean, oh, they should have more than six. Yeah. This should have more. Mm hmm. This woman needs a bubble around her. She needs to be protected at all costs. She. Yeah. 
So then, okay, so now mm-hmm. they have a YouTube channel, I yeah. guess. But yeah, like that's just an example of like, it's just so that's nice. That's fine. That's sincere. Let's just see if, what else is on here. Um, this is quite. I mean, there's comedians. Comedians post. Um, mm-hmm. Can I see some Mitch's? Yeah, let's go to Mitch. And so that's so he has almost twenty thousand views on that, mm-hmm. and he only has he's under four hundred followers. Okay, but you put hashtags in there. Yeah, yeah. Put it up there. Yeah. <laughs> Get some eyes on ya. There you go. It's insanely like so that call mm-hmm. that I posted mm-hmm. is yeah. Look how many views nine thousand two hundred and sixty views on this one. Jesus. Like, it's insane. Yeah. That's what I will say about the app is that it's, uh, you can grow really quick. Yeah. If you just do it right. Yeah. Like, all of these notifications here. I haven't even gone through and, like, looked at all the comments. Yeah. Because it's just so overwhelming. And I started at 300 followers and now I'm at, yeah, 520. So I gained, that's just over a day. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just... <laughs> I know I got to do it. Like, I know it's something I need to do. Like, I, I was hesitant about Twitter. I was hesitant about Instagram. Like, I I get that shit. I just... I was in Toronto when Vine was big, and they had, like, a Vine day. They had and, a Vine day? And you would have thought the fucking Beatles in a hard day's night were down <laughs> at, at, at the fucking square. Because there was just kids running around, oh my, like, losing their mind. Over average looking people, not average, a just not a celebrity uh, stature or essence to be found. Just these fucking kids that I look like I was probably on the TTC with two seconds ago, and everyone's loving them and going for them. And yeah, you know that's I, pretty insane. My my old roommate Kevin, um, he was doing Vine and stuff like that. Uh, he got big off a of ninety day fiance. <laughs> He's making oh, fun of 90, yeah, he was making fun of like 90 Day Fiance, fiance making videos, and they got huge. They were on the show and shit like That's that. I guess they do it. Yeah. Like, like, fil- like, well, I think that that would be a whole other mm-hmm. thing. Like, comedians filming themselves just like commenting on things. Yeah. Well, he wasn't even doing that. He was doing like parodies. Oh, he, was, he, was doing he, was, parodies. he was doing a parody of a specific guy named Big Ed. And he just <laughs> so happens to also. Have have a girlfriend who's Asian, so it, and he's a larger guy, so like it was uh it was a perfect match, like it was a perfect storm of stuff, and then he was doing videos with like the actual cast members and with like through FaceTime and shit, like it was that's insane, wild, yeah, and it just blew up, but like that was something that was a skill, mm-hmm. and he had to be creative and create sketches, and he's well, a, yes, he's yeah. a talented person to begin with, mm-hmm. um. There's a lot of effort that goes into that. Yeah, you've done acting things. Would you ever do sketch sketch stuff? Yeah, I've done sketch stuff before, and I like sketch stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, um, it just can't interfere with my stand up. That's, that's my that's my stand up's your main bitch. Yeah, and I just feel like stand up. All I ever need is me. Mm. If I'm doing sketch, I'm doing improv. I need a specific group. I I want things to be. I don't need to be a control freak, mm-hmm. but I do have to have the right uh, thing to be able to bounce off of and creatively. And, you know, there are very few people that I think I chemistry wise, you know, I really need that chemistry there between two people to riff off of and bounce stuff off of and go with. And that's true. You know, um, Bryant would be one. I yeah, I think Brian. Yeah, Brian's a good, like, at least for at least talking shit in that. You know, I love and, that. Um, 
Yeah, I think me and Bryant uh, match up pretty well. And uh, like when we did the Arm View commercial, I loved which that. Which is, uh, <laughs> I can re- recognize out of Sniggly's. Did That's you? That's how really? for that. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're the guy from the Arm View. Yeah, you're like, you're on, I was on stage and I'm like, who are you? And I'm like, Arm View guy. Because <laughs> what, what did you say? Arm View on you? Yeah, yeah, or- yeah, yeah. Arm View on you. Yeah, yeah. Which is and so then catchy. I went off into my uh, yeah, that is commercial like, thing. So yeah, yeah, and that was like so much fun to do. And you know, I would definitely do uh, sketches with like Bryant and Mike and and all those guys. Yeah, it's a it's an, just an insane. I just can't imagine the life of someone who's like this is their life, like this is their full time job yeah. is to just like document their life and like package it in a way and put it out there. Yeah, it's it's it takes some a special type of crazy. Pers- yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. I think there are some people that do it sincerely, and other people that are being taken advantage of. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I'm just gonna quickly scroll here and see if there's yeah. any of my likes. Like, this is a comedian, mm-hmm. uh, Shane. Hey, here's Shane. something. Don't tell people that you need to talk to them. All right, just talk to them. If you text someone, we need to talk later, you're not saying we need to talk later. What you're really saying is, hey, I need you to feel bad preceding this conversation. You're ruining my day, okay? It is awful, I hate it. Uh, it's Our conversation is not a college presentation. I don't need prep time, all right? If you text me and say, we need to talk later, I am immediately texting you back and saying, oh, good, I have some things I need to get off my chest. Now we both feel terrible. <laughs> he did is, is some... he a stand-up? Or is he, he... he is stand-up. Okay. And this was a really funny this one he did yeah. for Halloween. Accidental Ted. That's funny. Well, right? That's yeah, yeah, that's how I thought but, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's not posting. You know, he posts every now and then. Yeah, yeah. It's not his main thing. Mm. These are all just, I feel like TikTok is just literally an extension of your personality. Yeah. Where's he from? That name sounds familiar. He is from, I have him on Instagram. Let's see here. A New York, I think? <laughs> Shad. Shad. Shane Smith. Yeah, Shane Smith. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's New York that he is. Okay. Because I've heard him on a bunch of podcasts. Okay. Out of there. Yeah. Um. He He had a famous video... Oh, fuck. That was like talking about how he has face tattoos. Okay. And like it kind of went viral. Like one of his jokes about yeah. having face tattoos went viral. But he's actually kind of like a clean comic. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's a good hook. Like that's a that's a hilarious hook to have. I think it's, uh, God, it's so weird how quick things change. Because I remember being like six and then, you know, like you have tattoos. You couldn't even work on Walmart. Like that was like a good thing. I remember the first time I saw like someone tattoos Walmart and like, shit's. Yeah. Changed around like it was like a crazy thing. Oh, and you have purple hair and you're working at Walmart. This is yeah. wild. Like it is. <laughs> you have purple hair and you got a job. Yeah, yeah this is this is insane. And like, yeah. you know, now it's now it's so common. It's in, yeah, like you used to have to get tattoos like somewhere that your clothes was that you covering. could cover up. Yeah, That's yeah. what I did. Like you can't really see any of mine other than my yeah. ankle one. Yeah. Um, but now it's like you know, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, that's such a silly thing that like that so means silly. like. I- you can't ring my stuff through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, does the ink affect the price? Like, I don't know what. I don't. Yeah, it's just a silly, stupid thing where it's like he's got a neck tattoo. I can't buy peas from him. Like, fuck off. 
<laughs> Speaking of Walmart and like service industry people, mm. that's another thing I've been seeing on TikTok. So I've been seeing a lot of these. Can I use the word you hate? Influencers. Yeah. These people. <laughs> These people with large followings who like make yeah. money off the internet, yeah. um, they'll do these things like they'll be like, hey, everybody, I'm going to surprise um, the Starbucks workers today with a big tip. Donate to my vim- like donate to my link. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I will give them the money. Yeah. So I saw someone do this recently mm-hmm. and yeah. she literally made over a thousand dollars like fifteen hundred dollars and then people came for her being like you're giving this to starbucks workers when you could give it to charity yeah (laughs) yeah no nothing's everything good the world it's all poison like this is all (laughs) fucking poison and i just don't i don't know how i feel about that because on the one hand i'm like yeah the spca just took in a shit ton of cats that need vet care Mm -hmm. that you know but on the other hand i'm like that is kind of nice, like giving mm-hmm. people who work minimum wage a really big tip. Like she'll yeah. go in and be like, split the yeah. 1500 amongst yourselves. Yeah. You also don't know how many jobs that Starbucks worker has. Yeah, Listen, that's right. You know, just because I give a toonie to a guy in the fucking street doesn't mean I don't care about kids starving in Africa. That's right. Here's, that's exactly I'm it. just doing my part here. Mm-hmm. Pay it forward. Hopefully now these people will do a good deed. Yeah. And that's kind of what she said. She's like, the other day, I just I was I didn't even do anything. I didn't give anyone money. And no one told me to donate to charity. But yeah. now that I'm actually doing something nice. Yeah, now you're, yeah, you're not doing enough. That's you're not the, doing enough. That's the problem. That's the, you give a mouse a fucking cookie. You know, he's asking for fucking milk. So the plan is I'm going to make friends with these tech talkers. I'm going to tell them how little money comedians make. And then hopefully one of these days they'll donate to you. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll be mad because you didn't donate to improvisers. Like that's... <laughs> It's just wild. It's just, and it, it can't be easy. Um, having your job be being yourself all the time, and no. recording everything. And and the thing at the end of the day is like you end up losing yourself. Absolutely, because you become a caricature of yourself. what worked. Yeah, you know, yeah. and what got you. And you know, it's yeah, it's such a weird thing. And is that bizarre? And just like influ- influencers. <laughs> I just, it just, yeah. I, great. Like, I just, I don't know what the really influence would... is. I don't know what the, like, why do you have this? Martin Luther King was an influencer. That's an influencer. <laughs> Before it was cool. Yeah. How dare you go? I'm an influencer. You never had a fucking dream in your life that didn't have a fucking hashtag sponsored underneath it. <laughs> It's just infuriating, and it's yeah. so far as you know. When I need to break and to relax, I eat this brand granola bars. It helps mm. keep me balanced. You didn't give a shit about that bar until they showed up on your doorstep, and someone said, "Hey, let's collab." Mm-hmm. I I don't like the insincerity. You're just you're doing cheap commercials for these big companies, mm-hmm. and you're getting free shit. Take that free shit, of course. Yeah, get that money. Yeah. But just know what you're, and but don't be. I'm an influence. You're not. Yeah. You, you're an attractive person who knows how to work filters. Because you're right. I like they're like I, I'm following a couple, and I just I want I want to have an honest conversation with them to be like, what is this world? Why do you do it? What value do you get out of it? Like, 
and like like bust some myths about like how you're making money because i think the ideal way to be an influencer is to be a podcaster because if you think about it, like famous podcasters kind of are influencers mm-hmm. you know and when you get ads on pod like you'd, you'd fucking read an ad for hello fresh if they were giving you money wouldn't wouldn't you i would do here's how i would do it i would do stuff that i like Yes, you know, if, yes, if, yes, Meand- yes. if Meandies wants to come my way, absolutely. I love underwear. I and love you'd feeling good underwear. And make a creative ad that you'd spin in your own way. And I would do it my own way. I wouldn't, you know, and I'd probably, you know, have ones for a couple weeks and I'd make fun of them as I'm reading them. Uh, yeah. I just, I want some real, I don't, this is the new fucking traveling snake oil salesman. Mm-hmm. Instead of a wagon, you have an Instagram account. That's mm-hmm. it. And everyone, you pop up and then boom and try this. It'll make you feel better. And it's. Mm-hmm. It's just phony horseshit that you don't believe in, and it's—I just can't imagine like hanging out with your friends and being like, "One second, I have to take a picture with this water bottle." Yeah, you know, like get me, give me, yeah, Red Bull. Like I legit like Blue Lobster. They ain't paying us shit. No, and but I would, I would because I drink this, I enjoy it, I like the taste. Yeah, it's crazy what I've learned. And putting out open calls is um, everybody wants to be a guest on a podcast. Yeah, it's well, believe it, it's free advertising for whatever they're selling, you know, it's <laughs> and people listen to these things and for some reason and, you know, pretty wild. So, people like to talk with themselves. Yeah. People like to feel like they're having a conversation that they, you know, because they can listen and, and have thoughts and that and opinions and they're not being judged. No, it's a, it's a little. It's it's a glory hole for your fucking ears. You just oh, stick I it like through, that. and and then here's a little treat for you, and no one needs to know the difference and the wiser on your thoughts and opinion. Like it's, mm-hmm. and people can't argue back unless they comment on like picture yeah, or something. And yeah, but that's really about it. Yeah, or if they leave you a bad review, but like people can't really argue with a podcast. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's it's fun. It's a good medium to to express yourself, and I think it's way better than having to vlog your life every day. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's exhausting, and you. <laughs> so exhausting. And yeah, you're not vlogging your life now. You're vlogging a manufactured life. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. So I did get so before you came on. Yes. I um thought I was going to do a solo episode, so I was like, send me questions, send me questions. Um, and I did get some. I wonder, maybe let's play the voicemails first. Actually, this one is from Kirsten Finch. Okay. She sent three. And we will address these one by one. So. Perfect. Uh, hi, Sarah. Uh, Kirsten Finch here. I'm just wondering who your absolute favorite comedian in Halifax is, and why would you pick me? Well, Kirsten, bad news for you. We've already played this game where we ranked three, and uh... <laughs> it never ends well for me. <laughs> Put me on the spot, Kirsten. You can't pick one favorite. I think favorite is like best friend. It's like a t- a tier, and not just a singular mm-hmm. one thing. Yeah. But like, I would say Travis Lindsay. I would definitely say Kirsten Finch is up there. I would. I really enjoy Albert. Um. I. Re- you know who like really hits me in the giggle dick sometimes is Vince. Vince is hilarious. Vince He's is Vince is, a, so Vince is a little sneaky sniper. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about his specific stuff. I think it's because he's writing jokes that I want to write. Mm-hmm. Like the mundane things in everyday life that are just funny. 
Yeah, no, Vince is sitcom Martin. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Obviously, I, I really fucking love Steve Mackey, too. Like, yeah. I, I was telling Martin last night, like, I don't think there's a time that I've seen Mackey and not, not enjoyed it. Yeah, Steve's never not funny. It's just the <laughs> audience is not ready for him. I think that someone should create either a TikTok or a YouTube channel where we just do reactions, audience reactions of mm-hmm. Mackey's sets. That'd be great. Like, not actually show Mackie, but have the audio. Mm-hmm. And just have the camera. The, the audience, yeah. Because you'll notice people are either loving it right away. Yeah. Because it's like performance yeah. art. Or they're horrified yeah. at what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's an anomaly. He's such a special thing. Yes. And so unique, and there'll never be another person like There Steve. will never be another. Um, but I, I like a lot of people in this scene. I'm not going to name everybody. But I mean, like, yeah, Albert, I mean, Chris is great. Travis, Mackie, Kirsten. I don't know. Like, everyone's everyone's great. Everyone's amazing. <laughs> really? Really? This is a no controversy no, episode. We're just going to please everybody. Okay, the next question. That said, I'll bury all you niggas. I feel like you might know the answer to this one. Hi, Sarah. Kirsten Finch here. Can you tell me how long to put a frozen chicken in an instant pot for? I like it medium rare. Well, that's very unhealthy. That's very dangerous. You'll you'll get salmonella, Kirsten. I don't know how they do it in fucking Montreal. Uh, But uh, that's that's not how you cook. Chicken, you need to have well done. Um, Because Instapots are the opposite of slow cookers, right? Yeah, they're like a pressure cooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Um, I want. I want fast food, not slow food. I don't know how fast they are. I watched Richard with a pressure cooker one time, and it it took like a whole Boys Club episode for him <laughs> in his little fucking hoodie and house coat. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I just I, I, listen during lockdown. I embraced the slow cooker because I was home all day and I had nothing else to do. I could put in some stuff in the morning and have a meal, but. If you're working, I want something quick, man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to put that on mm-hmm. and like, you know, you need like eight hours or something. Yeah. But you might not be home in eight hours. Yeah. So it's tricky. Yeah, no, a pressure cooker is a good thing. I too. I like it. I like a slow cooker. I like a popping something in the morning and then having it ready when it's, you know. It is kind of cool to see things. Yeah, it's like, great. And it tastes so much better. Yeah. Low and slow is where it's at. So the answer to that, Kirsten, is don't do it. Yeah, don't don't do it. Don't do that at all. Make sure the chicken is like an internal uh, temperature of a hundred and blue seventy degrees. I'm not. Uh... It's like one more question. Hi, Sarah. Kirsten Finch here. <laughs> How do you deal with nipple hairs? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you notice nipple hair on women? No, I've never really paid attention. I feel like everyone, like all women, have like just one. Yes, or like, 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 no more yeah, than three. Yeah, like they're very sparse. I just tweeze them. I'll be honest. Yeah. No, I. Uh, she probably wasn't expecting like a serious answer to that. Yeah. But legit, yeah, I, I do, I do tease them. Yeah. Um, gotta get rid of that because mine are like, they're like darker than my normal hair. Yeah. And apparently, that's normal. Hmm. Um. Here's here's it's darker than your. Well, my because my natural hair mm-hmm. is like a light brown. Yeah. Um, and so like generally speaking, but like like when I see the nipple hairs, they're like black. Oh. Like really dark. Really 
And I, I told Kirsten about that, and she said, oh, me too. Like a Chris Brown light skin black or like a Mahershala <laughs> Ali fucking... Know. But they're very dark and like longer too. Mm-hmm. Longer than a normal hair. Nipple and belly button. Okay. And belly button. I got weird belly button hairs too. Okay. It's a weird episode, you guys. It's just kind of like a, a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of everything. Here's a question from Adrian Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> it's Adrian Gabriel. I haven't worn underwear since the start of the pandemic. What should I do with my unneeded panties? Well, if it wasn't March, uh, you could have probably sold them to a comic. Uh, oh, shit. It took me a second. Would he have bought them? I mean, yeah, he was always in the market for something. Oh, my God. Um, that's so fucking... That's another TikTok yeah. I found. There's a girl with a TikTok that mm. literally her whole TikTok is things I sell on the internet. Yeah. And it's fucking wild it's not even just panties it's like no. she'll spit in a plastic bag and sell it yeah no you're sitting on a gold mine if you have less shame you could be rich as really That's anyone the thing. If, if everyone's willing to be an artist <laughs> it's it's insane uh yeah we'd all be part of the one percent yeah um what martinello's got a storage garage of unused clothes toss them there he can say they were oh my there. god yes yes <laughs> Can say they're on the Mandalorian or some shit? Yeah. Say <laughs> so that they're Victorian underwear. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could just see Nick. Here's the thing. I don't think Nick will hear this. But, like, I always feel like Nick Marnello is part of some skeezy scam. Like, I've never seen him and went, like, everything you're doing is no. legal. Yeah, yeah. What's that little mustache is? And Martinello he seems sounds like really that. sneaky. I love that when he first came back... He was still dressing like he was in Eng- in England. He was showing up to shows in suits and and shit and like dressed up. And then I saw him at Gus's with a cut off sleeve, like he was ready to hit a mosh pit. And I was like, "Oh, you're back! Yeah, <laughs> England is over for you." Did you? Well, did you hear the story about the Oasis thing? No. The heckler. Uh, yeah, I heard he pissed someone off. And- so okay, so but this heckler apparently, because Catherine knows of her too. We, we all mm. talked about last night. Um, it's this insane woman who like has a black eye. Yeah, and she's just like <laughs> just permanently like it's. Well, this is the crazy story. Apparently, like it was Tuesday, but apparently, like a couple nights before. Mm-hmm. She got kicked out of Beerly's for being disruptive yeah. and shit and went up the street and got in a fight with somebody mm-hmm. at Extreme Pizza. And then and then the Tuesday That's at Oasis, um, she was heckling. She was like interrupting when Chris was on. Yeah. She was like, she stood right up and like started saying things. And Chris was Chris. So he yeah. said it kind of bluntly, but like in a nice way. Yeah. Like, you know, blunt, but nice. Yeah. Is that a uh, good way to describe it? Hey, man. And then he followed yes. truth. Uh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh and he handled it quite well and she shut up. And then Nick was up and he was talking about I wanna say like he was talking about books. Okay. And she started yammering <laughs> over him. He was talking about books. <laughs> she started yammering yeah, over him. And he went, I'm talking about books, bitch. And he said it like that. Yeah. Kind of like a playful bitch. Yeah. Like I wouldn't hear that bitch and go. I don't know. It was it was more playful. Yeah. 
But he did not choose the right person to say bitch to. Yeah, which happens. Because she got up, and mm-hmm. I was sitting with the comics, but I was mm-hmm. like near the, f- towards the front of like yeah. the comic area. And she came for me and started freaking out at me going, did you hear what he called me? That's no way to talk to a woman, a woman who's been beaten by men. And then she points at her black eye. And this was like a couple days after all that Halifax drama yeah, yeah. happened. I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what am I wearing that's attracting angry women? I don't. And she like freaked out. And then uh, AJ kicked her out. Yeah. And then she went over to uh, the old fickle frog, yeah. Kai Brady's, yeah. and knocked over a potted plant on the sidewalk <laughs> and waited for Nick outside. Mm-hmm. And Nick had to put on. He put on a mask and put his hood up yeah. and walked right by her. She didn't recognize him. Jesus. She was like on a mission. So Catherine knows her too. Thing, yeah. She's insane. Uh, what a thing. She points to her. How convenient that beating was. <laughs> and me, I just, I was just like in customer service mode. So yeah. I was just like, I'll let him know. Yeah. I'll let him know not to say that again. Yeah, listen, like, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, I hate the. <laughs> it was pretty wild okay moving along next question mm-hmm. alva marie sparkles let's see what she's saying sarah alva marie sparkles here <laughs> they all the assuming name. you couldn't have sex with anyone would you rather party with the backstreet boys or the golden girls wait did she say that i can't have sex with anyone uh, it's re- yeah. re- or i or or i can sarah, alva marie sparkles here I was wondering, assuming you couldn't have sex with anyone, would you rather party with the Backstreet Boys or the Golden Girls? So sex off table. And this is a weird, uh, we're at a weird crossroads with this question. Because look at the socks I'm wearing. Uh, Holy shit! But I'm also BSB uh, ride and die. Oh my god, Uh, that's wild! (laughs) I mean, I would pick Backstreet Boys. They're too old. They go to bed early. and like. Well, well, one, they're all dead except one. Yeah, so, which one's alive? Betty White. Oh, actually, I do love me some Betty White. Yeah. She'd have a story or two. She'd be a good podcast guest. Betty's great. Betty loves animals. She's fucking... Aww. You ever see Betty with like a giraffe at a zoo? It's the best thing. But see, with the Bashir Boys, there's... I would love to talk to Nick because he's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he would probably get hammered. Well, he looks perfect compared to Aaron. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Aaron's such a fucking train wreck. Where's that bitch at? <laughs> Probably somewhere still in Sniggle. He's lost. Um, I think I, I think I'd still go with the Backstreet Boys, though. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I, I would. I like to talk to all of them. I mean, like, I mean, hanging out with Kevin is like hanging out with one of the Golden Girls. <laughs> he's like sixty-two. What the fuck? No way. What? No, he's he's the oldest. He's like he's in his fifties. I what? think he's at fifty. He's pushing fifty. Okay, hang on. One hundred percent. Kevin is pushing fifty. What's Kevin's last name? Do we know? Uh, Kevin is... Is it Richardson? Numbers. Uh, anyway. Kevin Richardson. You're right. Oh, there How we go. You? Born 49. Yes, yeah, so yes. He's Wild. Nice. Yeah, Kevin's, yeah, Kevin's been old for a minute. Damn. Holy shit. That makes, that makes me feel old now. Yeah. I mean, Kevin had left the Backstreet Boys because he's like, I'm not a boy anymore. I'm <laughs> like, a man. I'm, I'm a man. Like, I'm too old. And then he came back because Bill's... <laughs> Got yeah. I saw them when they came here, and it was one of the best I, days of my I'm life. I'm so mad. I was, this, I was in Toronto, and so if they ever do a concert again, I will not miss that for the life of me. Uh, yeah, I would. I would party with uh, the Backstreet Boys. I don't want to disrupt Betty. I want Betty to have a 
enjoy the rest of her time on this planet. That's going to be a big one when she um, goes. Yeah, well, I was worried because there was like the curse. There was a Golden Girls curse. They all died a year apart from each other. Aww. So it went, uh, it was either Estelle or B. Arthur first, and then the other one, and then Rue. Mm-hmm. And then like, it was like 2011, 2012 or whatever. I was like, you better fucking hang on, Betty. And like literally New Year's Eve, everyone's doing the countdown. I'm just going, why can I break the curse? Betty, why can I break the curse? Betty, why can I break the curse? Betty, why can I break the curse? Boom! And she had it because I used to have. I had this T-shirt that said "Betty White, We Trust." Like I, holy love shit. Betty White. I love Golden. Like I, yeah, like Golden Girls ten fucking years ago before everyone discovered reruns. And yeah. like, it ended. The, the Golden Girls ended the day I was born. I, so should, I have a weird connection with. Holy like, shit! Girls. I should rewatch it because I don't really think I ever got into it. It no, it's a hilarious show. It's, I thought about rewatching Sex in the City too. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if anything would come out about like. The Golden Girls, like, not liking each other like it was Sex in the City. I don't No, I don't think so. I think they all did get along. Oh, like, good. I think they That's all good. have, like, even, like, when yeah, Estelle was really, like, you know, I think she had dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever. Like, they all kind of, like, rallied together and were like, you know, we love you. We love you. And, that. and she was the youngest one. The thing is, hilarious. Betty White's the oldest Golden Girl. And she's the, the one that's still alive. Estelle Getty, who played the oldest woman on the show, was actually the youngest. How old is Betty White? Uh, 95, 96. She is 98. Oh, Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. What is she? <laughs> what like what skin cream does she use? Like, At what is she drinking? Man, that's insane. Yeah, 1922 she's born. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be really sad when she's, she's got to hit. 100. But you want to know what? She's got to hit a hundred. If oh, Reach couldn't gotta, hit a hundred, Betty White's got to hit a hundred. She's got to. Do you ever think about like how old you'll you'll be when you die? I always think about that. No, no I I mean uh, I'll have a, like a weird piss and I'll just go. Oh, time's up. <laughs> like I don't think about the exact age. Oh, I don't like that. I hate. To... I like to think that they will discover uh, immortality before I die. Mm. I feel like. They Would have you want to that though? To. Yeah, because I, I I have FOMO. I have FOMO. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, I'm already sick of everything. So it's not like I'm going to live in a world that I'm happy with. I would be fine with... I think the only way that I would be fine with dying is if the world was ending and, like, a meteor was coming. Like, um, do you ever see the movie Melancholia with Kirsten Dunst? Uh, I know the movie, but I've never seen it now. It's interesting because it's... Well, number one, it's very sad and dark. Yeah. Um, and it paints, like, a really accurate picture of, like, clinical depression and, like, yeah. how it, like, takes over your body and you literally can't move and mm-hmm. can't go to bed. Um, but, like, she's wildly depressed in it. And then this planet is colliding with Earth and she's, like... It's the first time that she's, like, calm and happy. Because okay. she's, like, oh, like, this yeah. is what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> No, which even, is a weird yeah. twist on things. No, even then, like I got to see that the world has completely ended beyond repair, and no, like there's nothing we can do. All... There's no hope. Boom. Yeah. Uh, if not, when I die, I want to be preserved in a way that I can be brought back if they ever figure shit out. Damn. Um, yeah. I mean, I th- I feel like I, like when I, when COVID was at its height, I feel like there was a a big like. It felt like the zombie apocalypse a little bit. Like people thought it was that extent that it was going. My thing, I never thought it was going to be like boom, it's the end of the world. Now, the only thing I did have the realization of that I think was even scarier than being like, oh, it's the end of the world, was seeing this happen and being like, how much in ruins we are, and there's not zombies. 
Yeah. People were losing their shit and there wasn't zombies. There wasn't these weird outside dangers. It literally was just stay inside, order, skip the dishes, watch a movie. And people so, were fucking almost crumbling, and uh, so like, I watch the wa- I watch the we- Walking Dead now, and I go, "You're so full of shit." <laughs> we're pussies. Yeah, <laughs> we are true pussies. It would be fun to be like zombie apocalypse. I always think about that. Actually, last night or uh, ladies' night, I saw Chris Olaf's girlfriend there, mm. and we were talking about Chris and how he's. Someone who like seems unfazed all the time, and how mm. he would be really good in a zombie apocalypse. We think he would give it off. He, he would, would what? He would give up that impression. You think? Yeah, you, you think he'd crumble? Of course he would. <laughs> he'd lose he'd... the jean jacket, yes, and then that he, would be uh, it. Very quick. <laughs> the jean jacket would go away, and you take that, that away, it. then boom. There's all the <laughs> take away. Take away a fucking speaker yeah. for him to lean on. Yeah, on that's stage. it. That's it. The moment. The moment he can't put his. Knee up on a speaker. He's fucking done for. He can't. A jean what jacket what feels do you do like if he had nothing to put his foot on? We gotta find out somehow. Put him yeah. somewhere that there's nothing to lean on. Yeah. Flat See what surface. He does. Yeah. It's freaking power stance. Um, I think that this one will be a good converse. And I feel like I feel like this was discussed on an older Christmas episode that you might have been on. If you mm-hmm. weren't there at the time, I know Vaughn was. And I cut some of the footage from it, mm-hmm. but I won't cut it this time. Yeah, so this I was is... late to the Christmas one. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so this I think this was before you got okay. there, but but that we'll revisit it. Okay, here we go. Another question. Hi, Sarah. It's Adrian Gabrielle. <laughs> if you take the walking and bike pathways out of the equation, which do you think is the better bridge to jump off of and why? Mm. Which one has the walkway? Uh, the uh, is that McKay or McDonald? McDonald. Wait, is that I'm I'm always confusing the two. It would make sense that it would be the McDonald because when I think of the McKay, yeah, it is the McDonald. McKay yeah, it is. is the McKay is the farther one over. That's the e- like that would be people's easiest choice. Mm-hmm. I think because not yeah, only could you get you take it out of the equation, take the walkways and the bikes, which one? Well, the McKay is closer to me right now, mm-hmm. um, but I think with McDonald's, oh yeah, take that out of the equation. Well, the McDonald Bridge is close to McDonald's on the Dartmouth side, yeah. so you could get like your favorite McDonald's meal um, and eat it as That's you're the better going one. to your death. That's the better one if you want people to know yeah. that you killed yourself, because I mean, it's... It's the more happening of the area. Mm-hmm. The the McKay is, you know, you're so, coming off onto a highway ramp here and you're coming up to a... There's no pedestrians you, you down do, below. Yeah, you do this one here. It's like, here's people coming in from Dartmouth here. Here's all the business center. Here's McDonald's. Here's uh, Wendy's. Here's No Frills. Here's the Holiday Inn. And you come here. Here's a bunch of apartments coming up towards Gottingen and all that stuff in Northwood. Mm. People notice that traffic and they go, oh, what's going on? It's like, oh, it's... Someone, but, but if you want to die silently, take the McKay. But there, with the McKay, there's also that park. It's above a park mm-hmm. where people walk dogs and stuff. Yeah, that's very close to Africville. Oh, that's don't true. be dropping your dead body in Africville. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do that. Um, I once hooked up with a guy that lived in, one, in an apartment building mm-hmm. um, that overlooked the McKay Bridge. Yeah. I flashed the McKay Bridge once. Just it was just like. Yeah. 
it's fun um no i think i'm going mcdonald's i i want to i want to make a splash yeah when i go out i don't think i'd want to die silently i'll give you a choice of food if you want a last meal yeah, there's nothing in the McKay area. That fucking Windsor no, Street nothing. Exchange yeah, bullshit. So, well, yeah. I mean, you have um, that Kempt Road area sort of close-ish. Yeah, but you want to go to Kemp Street, grab a rice pudding, and then jump off a fucking bridge? <laughs> rice pudding there? Yeah, it's like what they're known for. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Kemp Street, no, I love like, rice pudding. It's That's like one of the best ones. Oh, that's, shit. It's the first time I had rice pudding was at Kempster. <sighs> I'll never go there again because Andrew's gone. Like one of his... <laughs> one of his very few, um, very few. Was there any other ones? Places that he would go. Okay, we have another voice memo mm-hmm. from one Albert Coombs. Of course, I'm sure this will be a serious question. Yeah, absolutely. He wants to know some important things. <laughs> hey, how's it going? This is Albert. Uh, got a question for the intoxicated show, Sarah. I- I don't know if you don't know this or if it's supposed to be some kind of fucking joke, but intoxicated is spelled I-N-T-O-X-I-C-A-T-E-D. Not T-A-L-K. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. You know the best part Anyways, is, that's my question. I know he sent this in wearing an awful wife beater. <laughs> Well, number one, Albert, that yeah. wasn't a question. That yeah. was like a rant. And, um, <laughs> it was a critique, yes. Uh, we, I, it, it, it was purposely named with the T-A-L-K. But I gotta be honest, if I, could, if I could turn back time, I wouldn't have named it that because that's not SEO friendly. SEO friendly? What's that mean? SEO friendly, like search engine optimization. Oh. So like, yeah, if, if, if you see someone in passing, you go, I'm on the Intoxicate podcast. Check it out. Oh, uh, they look it up. They're real. Yeah, I do like the name. Yeah, it's, I just, it's a, it's I just, I do yeah. think that if I could turn back, no offense, Corey, Corey came up with it. Yeah. Um, like I don't know what I'd call it, but interestingly enough, one of the other ones I had was the Half Empty Podcast, or no, it was the Liquid Courage Podcast. Mm-hmm. And literally just the other day, a podcast Instagram started following and talks kid. It was the it was the Liquid Courage oh, Podcast, oh, and I was like, yeah. motherfuck. <laughs> God damn it. But then Ooh. it also, the other thing too is, is like, I don't really want this to be just a drinking podcast mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Cause like, it's just a lot to keep up with drinking all the time. Oh boy. Is and this. trust me, I am drinking right now. <laughs> yeah. There is vodka in this. But it's just, people have an expectation that yeah. it's a drunk podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, I just can't do that yeah. multiple times a week. Yeah. Well, if you want a very hammered podcast, you can listen to Hi Dad Soup. Uh mm. My original one for Hocus Pocus did not upload, so a very hammered me had to do the full. Yeah, because the whole half, the first half of the podcast, I'm usually, I, I'm so, I say usually, I only done two episodes. Um, I tried to be sober just so I can introduce the podcast and mention the movie, blah, blah blah, and talk some shit and facts. Yeah, and then the second half is when I come back and I'm hammered, and, and I do the review and the retelling. Okay, um, it kept crashing on me. Oh, uh, so literally, literally last night. The whole reason I even drank last night because I knew I had to. I was probably going to have to redo it. Mm-hmm. So I got very drunk last night, came home, and then did that whole hour podcast of 
me introducing the movie and then retelling the movie so hammered and slow. I don't even know how I got it uploaded, but I did, and it's out there. Episode two, Halloween Hangover, Hocus oh, Pocus. Check it out. Oh shit! I made ribs and macaroni and cheese. I'm not um, amazing. Yeah, free up space on your computer. Yeah, Delete shit. Um, yeah. I would get a um, Google Drive. Yeah. Cloud account. Yeah. Pay for like, I think I have two terabytes and I think it's like nine bucks a month or something. Okay. And pop all your files on there and mm-hmm. keep your computer like nice and clean. Lots yeah, of space. Yeah. Delete things that you don't need. Yeah. Do a re- restart before you record. That helps too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did you get an error message when it, when it happened at all? No, it was just, it just kept like, you know, it was like the error thing like, uh, is not responding. It's not responding. It's not responding. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Here we go oh, again. Sucks. Yeah, you need a lot but of space. So. The pot. The you need so much space to like do podcasts. Um, yeah. and me, I need like double because I'm doing video too, and the video yeah. files are even even bigger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I would recommend. Yeah, move all your all your episodes, all your big files, to like a cloud system or get like an external hard drive. Yeah. And just get in the habit of moving. <laughs> oh, this is becoming <laughs> podcast tips with Sarah. Um, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Subscribe to High Dad Soup. You got two yeah, podcasts. I got two podcasts. Uh, High Dad Soup is biweekly, and Church of Common Sense is every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're going on episode thirteen of uh, the Church of Common Sense. Yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah. It's been good. Yeah, it's been fun. I think. I think if I could. Hmm. I'll be bold and predict this. From what I know of you, mm-hmm. and like where you want to go with comedy, because we've already talked about you shouldn't just want to be famous. That's yeah, not what it's about. But like, obviously, you want to be successful in comedy, of course. Yeah, and like working regularly and getting TV spots regularly and yeah. getting paid shows regularly. I think that. This podcast is really going to help you. I hope so. I hope it uh, helps a little bit. And again, at the end of the day, it's like my goal has always been uh, to be uh, one of the guys in the parking lot of the show talking shit and laughing. Like I've always wanted to be I just want to be a part of the club of comics. Yeah, that was success to me. That's. Where I want to be, and I want to be able to wake up and know that that is my job, and that's how I make a living. That's it. <laughs> I don't need fame or whatever. I'll produce my own specials. I can, you know, I can that's produce right. my own up. I can do all this shit myself. I don't need networks or whatever. Um, of course, all that stuff is nice, but to me, that is all bonus. Uh, if I can get booked for gigs. Boom, boom, boom. Fine. Yeah. If I can just make money off my jokes, even if it's just my clean ones, I'll do that. I'll go do my mm-hmm. clean jokes and mm-hmm. make the money money, and then I'll just go and be me and talk about my shit, and then that is success to me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to fall. I don't need people to know who the fuck I am. Mm. I really well, don't that's... want you to be. I'm you. You get to know who I am the hour I'm on stage, and then when I get off. Now it's me. I, well, that's I, I, what's interesting about you. You very much so have kept your what I would call like your personal life separate from your comedy life. Yeah, and I'm very open on stage about my life and that. Yeah, and, and on stage, and you know, I make jokes, and you know, and people know who I am and you know, right. what I've been through on stage. Uh, but when I'm off, when I'm off stage, I'm off stage. My life is my life, and I I like mm-hmm. the power to share what I want to share. Mm, and I like to keep the some, control. I like to keep some things for me. 
And I think that that's... And, I think, and that's a rare thing these days. I think not a lot of people keep some stuff from themselves. And I like having some stuff from myself. You know, and some people think it's, you know, being reserved and whatever. And no, it's mm-hmm. just like I like having these special moments that are just me. There is something I like about thinking about like, oh, man, only I know this. Mm. And it can sometimes it can come off a little selfish and greedy and all that. But I, I like having things to myself. Well, I mean, it shows that you're living your life and you're not just posting about your life. Yeah. And I don't need everyone to know. Yeah. I like when I close my eyes for the final time, I, I like <laughs> that there might be a couple things that just for me. That's wild. And, you know. Yeah, because I actually because I, I mean, I'm a big follower of Whitney Cummings and she talks a lot about this because she's been very open. Like she's written books. She has the podcast. She, like she has the opposite approach to you where she's mm-hmm. like i don't want secrets yeah ever yeah and that's an interesting way but then she recently came out being like um uh we have to actually stop being so open like yeah. like we have to stop being like just sharing everything yeah. like she recently came out saying like this is actually preventing me from getting into a relationship because like i don't have anything to myself yeah well the thing it's just like, like it's like a court case. You got to be able to have an unbiased jury. Mm. And if they know the entire story, you're not going to have a fair trial. Mm. <laughs> you need you need to have some common sense. To be the, yes. You need to have some stuff. To, yeah, the court of common That's sense. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Disorder in the court. Um, <laughs> you got to, yeah, you got to have some stuff that's yeah. be revealed and then people can honestly be tested by whatever that thing is that's, you know, that, is being sprung on them. If they know right away, well, I know this is how she's going to rack. I know this, you yeah. know, and this weird game plan thing, it's an unnatural balance and sh- shit doesn't work out that way. And there's this very strange, like when you're so open with everybody online, they just assume that they know you. Yeah. And there's no way that they can. No, of And course. then they're making assumptions about you that aren't right. Yeah. Like that I'm intimidating. <laughs> And I have confidence. I don't know how people are getting that for me and at you all. You like green tea, Kit Kats? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but it is wild. But because, like, I put out like once, like, describe me in a word, and it's just like wild what your friends say about yeah. you versus what you would say about you. Yeah, it's it's very yeah, of course, yeah, strange. Yeah, because you're like, okay, clearly, and then it makes it kind of makes you sad in a way because you're like, does anyone know me? Yeah. You know, like I've had those moments where I'm just like, I don't think anyone really knows me. Like they know this extension of me. Well, you know, this thing, no one's just going to describe you in a word. They're going to describe how they think of you in a word. Mm. So you're not going to get what you're looking for. No. Unless they just happen to stumble upon the thing they think you want to hear. That's right. But I will say it is a confidence booster to do that. If you ever are feeling quite down on yourself, um, seeing yourself through your friend's eyes is a good way to kind of boost the confidence. Like I took those words and I put them on. This is sad. This is so sad. But like I took those words and I put them on post-its yeah. and I put them up. It was during yeah. lockdown when okay. I was just like, yeah. I was so massively depressed yeah. during lockdown. Like, I can't believe that I made it out of that. Un- mm-hmm. Like I look back and I was like, cause I talked about it with Alva on the last episode yeah. about grief. And like, I was telling her that like, I felt like I dealt with Andrew's death backwards a little bit. Mm hmm. 
because I instantly went into like, okay, I'm going to make a tribute episode and I'm going to like compile clips of him. And and I realized that the reason I was doing that was for other people, not me. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted, and it wasn't even like, and I was telling her, I was like, it wasn't even necessarily for like you and Dan and Cass. It was like for the people who like, you know, might not have been as close to him, mm-hmm. but needed to, because you didn't, like, I don't know if you ever listened to the tribute app, but like there was a, a handful yeah, of people know, that couldn't know, at the time. Uh, yeah. I went, you know, I went through and skimmed through it. I was at the time, I didn't want to hear anything exactly. and, you know, I. And that's understandable. Yeah. I was and that's just, where I should have been. Yeah. But I went into like, mm-hmm. people need me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be useful. Yeah. As like a coping. Yeah. Weird coping mechanism. And then now if I hear his fucking voice, oh, buddy. Yeah, no, I and I'm. I'm still, gonna spiral. I'm I'm still that way. I I don't I don't listen to anything that, that I don't have to that I don't you know edit together and shit and you it's know really hard. Uh, I have our time with him being brought up in conversation unless mm-hmm. I specifically do it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, no, 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 like not you because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I I, yeah. I come into this situation expecting yeah, absolutely. Um, you know. I yeah I you know it's a very weird uh, thing and I've not uh, I was telling talking to Ian Black and Matt Wright about like it's like there are moments where I still it's fucking November this happened in March and I'll be like laying in bed and all of a sudden I'll just go what the fuck I know right I know yeah, and um, you know it doesn't make how sense can I to not me. text him right now how can yeah. I not. Well, you could. You're just not going to get an answer. I guess I get his number if you want it. I'll give it to you after. The- but like, it, yeah. I and 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 the fact that all of it happened at a time that like was already so weird. Um, yeah, it was a goofy time and just terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's it's. I do feel like I'm mm-hmm. grieving backwards in a, in a weird, even though like I was for about a week straight an absolute wreck. But I was. I don't know. This, have you ever looked into the stages of grief, like, and what they really mean? Um, because like, like vaguely, you know, like the denial and acceptance, all this. Yeah, you know, if the bargaining thing was is a weird one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I, I still don't really get that bargaining. Yeah, well, there's nothing to bargain with. I don't know if I gotta find a larger cat to be like, <laughs> take this one instead. Yeah. You know, I don't, uh, you know, it's, I, uh, I, I have found myself. This is weird though. Like in moments of uh crisis, yeah. just going pull through for me, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. what that means. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's a spiritual thing or maybe like, I'm just trying to like mm-hmm. put things out into the world. Yeah. But like when I've been nervous before shows, yeah, I've been like, just kind of like I don't want to say calling on him but like a part of me like can't stop thinking like what would he think of like me mm. doing comedy or like mm-hmm. would he enjoy what I'm doing would he make fun of me like what would his take be on like oh well come to me afterwards stuff. I'll let you know was that I said come to me afterwards I'll let you know <laughs> it, it, it may not always be great but like I'll, I'll be, you'll, if you want my opinion I'll give you the support I'll be good cop and I'll let you know bad I feel cop. like Andrew would be critical but he would probably always end it with but good job. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? Do you think yeah. I'd be right in saying yeah. that? Well, I think he's more upset that uh, you took his one good shirt and turned it into this background. <laughs> 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 
that's how he lives yeah. on. That's his legacy right there. Yeah, no, it is pretty wild. I, I, uh, I, I, I don't know, Travis. I don't know how to deal with this shit. No, yeah, there's, yeah, I'm not good with dealing with this stuff. Either. I think I've handled as best uh, I could, and I'm working on it, and I'm trying to see. It's it's hard for me to relay to other people, and you know, work it out with them, and, and how I feel when I don't even really know. That's right. Where am I yet? You know, I'm in these uh, weird pockets here and there. Where, you know, I think about the idiot every day. Yeah, and you absolutely. know, I you know, big shows and that. It's you know, he's the dude that's on my mind, and I you know, I you know, I think about him right before I walk on stage every night, and mm. you know, I get you know, I get happy, uh, and you know, and appreciate the special shit that uh, we had together, and then I get bummed when I come up with new jokes, and I go, oh, he's never, gonna, he's never gonna hear that one. But you know what? Maybe he, maybe he is yarning it though. I would like you know? to think, and it, it, makes, it makes me more happy because I think he's annoyed. Because <laughs> there's nothing more that, that, yeah. And I also just think like <laughs> that he was wrong. I would love him to be wrong about being an atheist and thinking there's nothing after. I know. You know, and like that's where I get my biggest joy is this dummy's realizing nope. Now you just got to sit in eternity and be annoyed by things and not have people hear you complain. Mm. Uh, so I do like, you know, I like that aspect. I think he it was the opposite effect where he, his death made me less of an atheist. You know, I'm, yeah. pretty agno- I'm pretty agnostic. And, you know, part of me also reasons with like, that's just because I would like to see my friend again someday. You know, and is whether or not that's true believing that there is anything after this and or it's just not me being able to accept uh, that he, I had him here for a time and now he's gone and all that shit. Uh, but, you know, I try to be hopeful and I try to think that there's little things here and there that are more than coincidences, which maybe right. they are, maybe they aren't. Um, you know, everything's still good. I mean, there's always one point during the night when me and Dan are together where it'll come up and we become wrecks and, Aww. uh, you know, I'm not looking forward to like my first night in a hotel room with Petey boy. I'm sure that'll be, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that'll be a drunk goddamn shit show, uh, that'll hopefully just end in, you know, giggles and shit. And like, mm. I'm just glad that there's this brotherhood of, you know, brotherhood, sisterhood of comics and, yes, you know, we can all be emotional, but then there is a joke around the corner, uh, That's right. which makes you, you know, feel better some people think it's not taking it serious and you're not oh god oh, probably did, but, to, but to me it's you know uh it is the band-aids that's needed you know you can either poke the wound or you can you know mm. just cover it up you may not fix it it's not going to fix it i do know that i know making jokes and shit does not fix the issue but it helps you carry on to a place where you can eventually one day fix the issue yeah um you know it is a bandage it's not the surgery it's really wild to think about like your future life, like like growing old and like you're in your eighties or nineties mm-hmm. and like you'll still be thinking about this friend that you had yeah. like, in your thirties. Yeah, 20s. and it's just weird. Like I'm gonna meet people that have never met him and he'll be nothing but stories to them. That and wild? that and that's wild to me. And like I know they'll never be able to fully comprehend uh, Oh god no. Uh, our relationship and you know and they'll just be he'll be he'll be a part of my narrative and you know and that kind of bums me out that you know there weren't people that got to see him and mm-hmm. you know joke and the and, guy wasn't perfect <laughs> fuck no <laughs> 
God, no, he was not. Um, <laughs> but he was a humble person. Yeah, he was very quick to apologize. Like you know, like knew was, when he was wrong and he, would admit to it. He was, um, you know, he's very both. I think he was very both sides. You know, personally, I think he was. You know, whether or not it would be documented or whatever, I think there were. You know, off camera, be like. Maybe I am overreacting. Maybe I'm. Yeah. That's crazy about Vaughn is like only his close, close friends saw that side. To yeah. So no, many yeah, people. He, he was the other, the yeah, other he, one. He sticks to his guns. Yeah. But that man would shoot off a gun and then throw it across the room and go, I don't know if I should have. Should <laughs> you know, but yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, yeah, not good. Not fun. No, it's not. It's not uh, fun. No, <laughs> There's no way we can come back from this conversation. No, it's an absolute <laughs> shit show of a of a thing, and you know, it's the the nights that I I just wish you know I wish I wish it just would have scared him. That's all I wanted was him because me tell him to go to the doctor for a he year. He should have survived the heart attack. Yes, and I would have loved to have seen that. I would have seen him literally now need this stupid cane that he had mm-hmm. <laughs> he would finally have a reason for it mm-hmm. and walk on stage and you know you know it, it trimmed down you know slim down a little bit you know have some kind of scraggly facial hair i mean essentially he would have just looked like adam delory uh, i was in, literally in, in, in a, in a just perfect, thinking in a perfect world he would have been scared into becoming Holy adam delory oh my god um, <laughs> Fuck, that's so funny. Uh, you know, I do kind of picture funny. death. I've been thinking about this lately because my <laughs> it's a weird transition. My sister's cat just like got put down yesterday. A lot of cats. You're uh, a bad omen for cats. I know, right? Um, and like I was thinking about because <laughs> fucking TikTok. There's like this Rainbow Bridge hashtag, mm. which is like they document. Like pets last day, or like okay. like they'll like they'll show like God. the last picture, like they'll take a picture like with the the pet yeah, as he's like going to sleep, yeah. and then they'll show like flashback. It's just it, truly like if I ever need to cry, I just go to yeah. the Rainbow Bridge one. But the whole Rainbow Bridge, have you heard of this poem about dead pets? No, I've never heard about this. It's it's the idea that pets go to a Rainbow Bridge, okay, yeah. and they they're there with the other pets, and it's this like magical place. It's really happy. It's sunny. There's butterflies like it's beautiful mm-hmm. but then when the owner dies they meet the pets on the rainbow bridge man it sounds like a stinky fucking bridge <laughs> <laughs> just years and years of unclean dog shit and cat piss i feel like that's a bit i don't know who gets that bit but someone needs to <laughs> That's uh, um, but it's kind of a no. Sweet and of course, poem. it's all sweet. It's when comforting, were... like the idea that your pet's waiting for you because you know your pet relied mm-hmm. on you. I picture like my death being like walking into like a weird room, and Vaughn is there, and this is how I picture it. I walk in, mm-hmm. and Vaughn goes, "I know, right? It's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> I just picture him being like, yeah, man, like, I just got here and, like, I've been waiting for you guys and, like, here, have a have a drink. Like, I just picture him just being like, welcome. Like, <laughs> this is it. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Like, I, I actually picture it like the back room yeah. at, uh, at, at, at Snake Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That's like a, a green room. That's a good thought. And it'll be it'll just be him being like, When's Trav's gonna be here? I haven't written anything yeah! I haven't written anything <laughs> new and for I need some goddamn <laughs> tags for these bits. <laughs> it's I'm going sorry. to be like yeah. it's gonna be like he's waiting. Um he's like the last comic on the lineup and he's yeah. just like waiting for everyone to be there. Yeah, done. yeah. Yeah. That's how I picture. Still doesn't try to waffle. <laughs> a real waffle. He didn't know the difference between a fucking ego and a waffle. Did he have egos? He had egos, which he doesn't count. He's like, I've never had waffles. I'm like, you ever had egos? He's like, yeah. I go, Fawn, it's a waffle. It's not an ego? Nigga, read the rest of the box. <laughs> it says ego waffles. That's so funny. We do have some more questions. Let's yes, just perfect. Change. Well, and I think we can both answer these. Mm-hmm. Some of these. At least. Uh, what's the nicest thing you've said about yourself recently? Hmm. Comics are all very hard on themselves. This is something that I've learned. Yeah. Um, they do not take compliments well. Nicest thing I have said about myself. And I guess I guess she means like an actual thing that you say or it could yeah. be a thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think this counts, but I, I said something on stage like impromptu and I was like, oh, that could be a bit. I'm having a Okay. It's like to me, that is me saying something good about myself. I'm like, oh, you shot something out there and it wasn't uh, completely horrendous. Yep. Uh, so that was uh, uh yeah I'm just trying to th- yeah when have I said something nice about myself I mean like I don't know I have a new job that's like treating me pretty good yeah and making me be like oh, okay like I am good at these things like I could do these things to make money mm-hmm. uh I have worked I'm pretty pumped about like what I've done like with the podcast and, like yeah. the content I put out like, I'm pretty damn proud of that. Well, that's, a, that's a win. That's a win. And I did a decent job at hosting Ladies Night. Um, I'm not going to say, like, it was Good. the best thing ever. And I, Yeah, but you're, like, under but, 30 sets in hosting a whole show. It's Yeah, and, like, I adapted. Yeah. It was a pretty stressful day. Like, I had, like, yeah. a crazy personal crisis that day. Yeah. And then, I, and then there was a snowstorm, and there was also the election, yeah. and then comics were dropping out. You had out. a bunch of cancellations. Jesus Christ, Four you had a lot of cancellations. Four. Yeah, yeah, and that's hard to fill a show. I mean, you know, no disrespect to anyone that was on the show. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. probably hard pressed to fill that much time. Yeah, between those and comics. I panicked because I thought I, because I mean, I mean, I have all my jokes right here. As soon as the joke is written, I put the title on this. Yeah. So like, I did. I want to say ninety five percent of these. That's good because I did seven at the top. Mm-hmm. And four comics dropped, so we had time. Yeah, yeah. And then I did the others in between each one. Yeah. And I was like, technically I did a... I mean, I don't want to say 10 minutes, but mm-hmm. it felt like a 10 minutes yeah. of jokes. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Yeah. But based on my timer. Yeah. Uh, so, like, that's wild to me because... That's always is, impressive. Like, that's... Everything is always so planned with me. Yeah. And hosting was the first time that I had yeah. to kind of improvise a bit. Yeah. And just be like, okay, what have I, and like during, during 
when people were up, I was just like, oh God, like hosts, they always say something clever about previous set or like they reference not something. Always. Not always. Not always. <laughs> not always. Not always. But I like had like, I, I wrote down back pocket jokes. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. And I just like, if someone said something, mm. okay, they mentioned Tinder. Okay. Here's yeah. my Tinder joke. I'll do that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And I just picked some like random jokes that I could do. And I was pretty, mm. pretty proud of that's myself good. for yeah. doing that. Very... It was terrifying. Yeah, Don't get course, me wrong. Yeah. Um, I do not envy what hosts have to do house is brutal it's a thankless job yeah <laughs> people don't think you're a comic it's the worst thing yeah they think you're like like an mc yeah there's nothing worse than you know you'll you'll kill you'll actually kill hosting and afterwards someone go man you should do stand-up, <laughs> oh god why don't you do and it's i just did mm-hmm. i did in between yeah, I had to do stand up while people were going for piss breaks and more drinks. That's right. It is. It's the second hardest job on the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you for so saying it. Sometimes it's the hardest. Yeah, because uh, you're the you common know, thread throughout the whole you, thing. Yeah, you literally have to keep. When people say you know keep this train rolling, you are the fucking guy in the steering wheel trying mm-hmm. to keep this thing on track, mm-hmm. trying to keep everyone in a good mood, set it up good uh, for the headliner mm-hmm. to come in and crack, kill. Mm-hmm. So when he doesn't gets off stage, you don't go, man, that guy that opened should have been the well, headliner. And that was that was the thing about the ladies' night because I was like, I know that I'm not supposed to be like stealing spotlight, but I also know that like we lost a fuck ton of people mm. and like there's like there's a mm. lot of time mm. to fill so yeah. it's like yeah okay i'll do two jokes here yeah. three jokes like yeah. and i tried to do it in a way that wasn't too much yeah, no. i remember cat like mm. i remember i went up to Catherine because she was second last yeah she was because i went i did jokes first comic and then for the second comic mm. i just brought her right up yeah and then i went up to Catherine. And she's like are you gonna do more jokes mm. and i was like yeah mm. And when she said that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm allowed to do more jokes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, no that's the... <laughs> There's this weird, weird, like, feeling you're of, a like... Weird, you're a weird thing, because you have to watch the show, and you have to go, and, you know, it's not shit on anyone. You gotta watch... If someone has a rough set, mm-hmm. you have to do jokes. Yeah. You have to get them back. Get them back. If someone kind of loses them a little, you gotta get them back. Yeah. If someone fucking murders or kills, they yeah. bring the next person right up, because, right. you know, keep that energy high, sit up so they do good. That's right. You know, it is beneficial. The less jokes you need to do, uh, the better. Yeah. That being said, of course, if you got to fill time, there's only that many people on the show. You got to, you got to fucking take one for a team, and you got. And I'm oddly grateful for it because it took the pressure off a bit because there wasn't as many comics to introduce. Yeah. Um. It made me. It was less pressure in terms of um. Like you only have so much time, mm-hmm. which is also stressful. In this case, it was like. You got lots of time to do yeah. whatever. Like Dave was essentially just like do whatever you think yeah. is yeah. do whatever you think is best kind of thing. <laughs> um but like yeah, no, that I was pretty pretty proud of that. I mean, I don't know if I'll do it again anytime mm. soon because mm. <laughs> it was very strong. You should, you should. Yeah, we'll the see. quicker you get used to it, the better. Yeah, I mean I might ask Matt if like if I could guest host own... like the grinds. Yeah, do the grind, that'd be the good test. And you know, it's good to uh get your feet wet in that world because I mean that is something you you're gonna have to do if you wanna do this for any kind of money. The quickness factor is still the the thing with me that I'm like, I just don't think I'm quick enough. Like I, I did one mm-hmm. random joke that I made up on the spot yeah. when I hosted mm-hmm. uh that I was proud of, but like mm-hmm. that that was it. Yeah, but you just shouldn't be, you shouldn't be thinking about that right now. You shouldn't be thinking about trying to be just. I think know, I have to remind myself your, that I'm new. Get your jokes out. Like, look at all that. Yeah. 
That's a lot of shit right there. Think it's a lot? I'm three, five of those dots to me. I mean, because I'm, I do more story stuff. Five of those dots to me is like an hour. Right, right, right. You know, so like, and I always say the stuff with like Vaughn too, because Vaughn would have like all his jokes for a 20 minute set. And it'd be like two pages of things. And I go, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I got 20 minutes. I got six words <laughs> on a thing. And it's like, I, know, I so, might get to four. It's so crazy to look at people like when people are about to go up to like see their mm-hmm. notes and yeah. the difference. Like you'll see like Durham who has like a shit ton. Yeah. Because like he has so many he has short one jokes. Word. He has one word stuff. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like mine are, like, medium. I think mine are, like, medium length. Yeah, yours are probably, like, jokes. They're not one-liners, but they're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're not stories either, so they're boom, boom, boom. I can never do stories. I mean, like, uh, Wendy Martin, the lady who was on Ladies Night, yeah. um, did stories. And, yeah, it, I, 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 like, I'm very jealous of anyone who can mm-hmm. do storytelling. Because it's, whew, you gotta, you gotta do it in a right, the right way. That it's comedic and not just this long story with one punch at the end. Yeah, no, there's you got to be able to, you know, see. It has to be seasoned. You're you're present you're presenting a dish, essentially. So it's got to be a good meal. Yeah, you know, just dessert can't be the only good part of the, the dinner. That's a really good metaphor. It, it, it has you know, to be well yeah, balanced. I want people to go. This is a good appetizer. And I want people to be thinking about appetizers, even though like here's the second course. Here, blah, blah, blah. Yes, bro. There's nothing wrong with silence. No. But it has to be attentive silence. Yeah, and that's something that is interesting. Like, it's interesting to make note of, like, okay, yeah. they're silent because they're listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. Not because they're, like, yeah. unimpressed. So, like, when I do a story for the first time, I'll usually just tell the story as is. There's no punchlines yet. There's no season. I, I want to know if it's an interesting story, period. If you got anything. And then I'll add my punchlines or whatever. If mm-hmm. I have some thoughts here and there that I was like, okay, this will be a funny thing. I'll throw it in. But for the most part, when I tell a story for the first time, I tell it from beginning to end as it happened. And then I'll punch it up along the way. Once I see that they listen to me the entire time, that's like, okay, great. Now I'll punch it up. And now it's a killer story. And it's almost not even like they're, they've forgotten that they're listening to a story. They're just listening to me tell jokes. Because right. then I go boom, 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 boom. Hit them, hit them. And then when I hit that punchline, boom, everything comes around. That's right. And that's and that's the important thing. A lot of people think they can just go up there and tell a funny thing happened to me today. And then they'll tell the story. And that's fine. I'm fine with someone telling the story as it happened. But then that's all they'll do the entire time is keep retelling the same thing. And there won't be the punchline. There won't be any kind of middle stuff. There won't be any kind of callback. And that's where they that's where they end up eating shit. Because when I tell a story, I tell it knowing that this may fall flat on its face. Mm-hmm. But I don't give a fuck. Because at the end of the day, I'm doing a free show. You guys didn't pay. You might throw a toonie in the fucking bucket. I'm here to work to get this better. So when I do do it on a paid show, that it kills. That it pops. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. You know, that's the thing. People got to realize that. You know, open mics, those are your brainstorms. Mm-hmm. These are the times where shit, like, you know, throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Take chances. <laughs> Literally, you got you to gotta go in with a fucking magic school bus mentality. Take chances, make mistakes, get messy. Let's see what works. And it's okay. Like, and that's another thing that I learned so much, which is like, when I, like, last night at Beerly's, mm-hmm. I literally just forgot. A jo- like I threw in an old joke. Yeah. And when I say old, 
I mean, like, old you from like a month ago. Um, and I literally just forgot, just forgot yeah. it. And I literally just said, oh, I forgot, I forgot that joke. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fine. There was nothing happened that was like crazy because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that that, that the, the it doesn't matter approach. Yeah. Some people think it's negative. Yeah. It's not that it's not negative. It's it, it's so you can keep taking chances. That's right. When I say it doesn't matter, it's, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't care. Uh, yeah. Reevaluate your shit mm-hmm. and, you know, go into uh, examining how you feel about things. Uh, yeah. I mean, when it doesn't matter, I mean, don't die by this set. That's don't have this right. be the thing that makes you quit comedy. Don't make this be the thing that makes you not try new jokes. Because there will be a new audience here next week. And if there's not, it'll be a couple other people that have seen you before. We'll go and improve on that joke and then make them laugh at what they didn't laugh at this week. Yeah, learn from it. Yeah. Because as long as you learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can tell who's in it. You can just tell people who enjoy the process no matter what the result. Yeah. That's, you know, that's my thing. That's where I keep who I let in. Uh, you know, a little more than others, uh, will be who I see does this because they love comedy mm-hmm. and they do and they love the process and they love the results. Mm-hmm. You know, I want I want to hang around with farmers, not businessmen. Oh, I love that. I want to hang around with the guys who love to harvest something. I don't want the guys that love to see the profit of it. Uh-huh. I want I want to hang around the guys that go, man. When I lay down the seeds and I and I you know I love watering these crops and I love watching them grow into something that I can sell. That's who I want to be around. That's yeah. who I want to talk the shit with. Yeah. That's who I can relate to. Yeah. I don't talk about the guy that goes. I love a fat check. There's no passion there, and I and that's how I view shit. I watch. I'm a big wrestling fan. The guys that I see show up that are there for a paycheck, I don't give a fuck about them. Mm. They can be as talented as they want. Mm. But I want to see that you love the work you're doing. And I think that's a special thing. And it's a rare thing these days. And I think, you know, there are guys that I talk to that I know right away. And I'm like, oh, he gets it. Mm. Not the formula of comedy, not how to kill, but he gets the process Mm. and he can get to the point where he's doing really well. Mm Mm-hmm. And he becomes a headliner. Mm-hmm. The guy that comes in makes a you know an audience laugh, walks off stage, and goes, "I killed tonight. I I mm-hmm. I can like you. I'll be friendly with you. I'll be cordial with you. You know, I will tell you a good set when you had a good set. But I can't. I'm. You're not the guy that I'm going to mention to go. Well, like, you should put him on a show. No, oh, yeah. Because no matter how funny or there's no the the passion needs to be there. Yeah, and not the passion. For last, the passion to be good, yeah, and those those are two big different things. Yeah, I'll much rather have someone that I need to clean up a little for, who I see is putting in the work and the effort, than someone who goes up, does you know the same thing that ten other people before them have done, and then like kills because it happens to be their crowd. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between killing in front of your crowd and killing in front of just a generic audience. And that's a big thing people need to recognize and realize. Oh, yes. That is, that's a very, very good point. And it's interesting because on Ladies Night, 
I kind of like said something wild. I was like thinking about, um, you know, that test that movies do about like female characters talking about men. Yes. Like, like can two female characters hang out and not talk about men? Mm-hmm. I was like, here's a challenge for the next group of female comics hanging out at a show. Yeah. Can we not talk about our outfits, please? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, if you're going to talk about Joe, it's got to be something spectacular. And yeah. I'm not naming names, but it's, there's a lot of talk of like, what are you wearing? Like, and and I'd much rather talk about like, what jokes are you doing? What? Yeah. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. What are you working on? What? Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. And that's why I do enjoy a writer's hang in, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it for that reason because I do like hearing other people's takes on format yeah. um, and structure because it's interesting yeah. when you get advice from someone and like they go, they'll say something like, I think this should be come before this. And I go, okay, cool. And then I try it. And then I yeah. go, okay, well, but this is the part that people are laughing at. So I'm going to move this to the end and make that mm-hmm. the main punch. Yeah. I think you told me that. Like, figure yeah. out a way the biggest to make laugh, the funniest. The biggest laugh is the punchline. That's right. And uh, It's like a big struggle yeah, of mine. It was, like when I, it was like when I was doing the taping. There's so many parts of my jokes that I did not tell. Which, in turn, I'm kind of glad because now I can record an album and I can do the same shit and it's not going to be totally the same whatever they are on TV. My jokes were ending literally at like big pops. I went, well, it's not going to get better than that. There's no way it's going to get bigger than that. Move on next thing. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, like, yeah, so like a lot of my jokes ended not even on the on my personal punchline. They ended on the way the audience reacted. And so when do you but when do you go? Okay, I'm going to not do anything. Or when do you go, okay, I think what I do next might be even better. Like, can you suss that out? Is there a way to suss yeah, that out? Yeah, you can. You can. You, I think you can. Like, if something gets, like, a l- big laugh and an applause break, fucking there. Oh, That's the end of the applause joke. break. That's done. If you can take a drink after a joke, then boom, move on. Don't try to do it again. I can't unless you, imagine. Unless you're, like, 100% confident and this has been purely tested that, like, it will get a bigger response. Right. So I was like, boom, okay, there I was at, boom, that's a CBC thing. That's a haha laugh, clap, ha, next to segment. So I was like, boom, boom, I'm going to just try as many segments as I can this goddamn year on this thing. So, like, I was just cutting jokes and bits that's and punchlines. I've been like, well, hopefully now this will fit. And, you know, I tried to do stuff that didn't require pun- uh, callbacks. I just tried to do straight up punchline stuff, uh, which is, you know, big for TV and that. So, will you get to see the whole recorded? There only- is this weird rumor out there that you can get your full set. Um, but, you know, I hear that it's been very, it's like, it's very hard to obtain uh, the set. Like, people it's a shame just like, they can't just give that to you for I wish that I wish I would get it because I would love to submit for. I I want to submit to the Winnipeg Festival, so I got to see if anyone in uh, anyone in Moncton that's listening, if you got a good decent camera, uh, please let me know because I'd like you to record the first at least eight minutes of my set, uh, so I can uh, submit to uh, the Winnipeg Festival. Get uh, oh anyone in New oh in New Brunswick oh okay yeah. I was gonna say Albert has a good camera but um interesting okay let's let's check out these other questions okay oh, here's here's a good one um mm-hmm. if you could oh this would be a good one for both of us to answer if you could be a guest on any podcast what would it be and why even a top three um, would work they said in brackets okay top three mm. any podcast 
Like I would say, like even though I don't listen to it, I don't really care about it. I would say Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, because he's the one that gets the most eyes. Oh yeah, people go on Joe Rogan like they're famous the next day. Yeah, it is. It is. It is the equivalent of what Johnny Carson in the Tonight Show used to be. You go on Rogan now, you can be made. So I would. I would go on. You could do it too. That would be yeah. So like that you can long form talk. Yeah. So I would gladly go on uh, Rogan, whether or not I would. I'd be terrified. He's too. He. You have to be so smart to carry a conversation for that long. Yeah, but this doesn't phase me because he comes (laughs) in the degree like past. Like to me, Joe Rogan is fear factor in news radio. You know his his other thoughts and being like you know investigate this whatever. I've I've seen him at his angriest with fucking Carlos Mencia. Uh, you know, accusing him of stealing jokes. So oh, other than that, shit. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not afraid of Rogan's intellect. Uh, in fact, I'd, I'd welcome, uh, you know, people to fact check stuff and that as we're talking. <laughs> do, do you listen? Do you, do you ever listen to him? I listen to clips. If there's someone clips. on that I care about, or like there's a, like a talking point that boom, 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 whenever, like you know, I checked out a clip of the Kanye one and. I listened to that Shit, whole that, episode. That's a you know, it's a lot. It's a lot to listen to any full episode of. And the Alex Jones, Alex. What do you think of Tim Dillon? Uh, I like Tim Dillon when I saw him on Netflix. You know, he's really into like. Again, it's so weird talking about comics. It is. Um, he's an yeah. interesting podcast. Yeah, I don't know enough about Tim, and I don't watch enough Tim stuff to make a like an actual. Mm. State judgment on him. He was very funny on his Netflix uh, 15 or whatever. Right. But, um, you know, he seems to have found his niche in his market. And, you know, it's always funny, like, when someone of, like, a, a group, a specific, like, minority, is very the opposite of right. Anything. Yeah. And it is, fa- you know, it's fascinating. But, of course, like, then you also have to realize, like, yeah, that's how people work. Everyone's different in their own thing. And, mm. Your main, you know, beliefs in that shouldn't fall in line just because other people of this group believe this shit. So, like, I do like his individuality. Uh, I do think he might be a little down the rabbit hole of conspiracies and that. And Oh, dude. But I also think it's at the same point, I think he's playing a, a big character. And again, I think he's one of those people that have been sucked into that world yeah. of where this is what people expect of me. I now get to be this thing. Whether yeah. or not he even believes it. Uh, I now have to like I have to wear the fucking Jeffrey Epstein's girls friend T-shirt like I like you know because that is going to piss people off. So like I try there's this weird thing where I look at it as like is he wearing that as a person or is he wearing it as a comic? Because as a comic, that's a hilarious goddamn thing. I think thing. it is as a comic, and I do love there is I love teasing. I've grown up around teasing. That's my I like. People teasing each other. I used to get so frustrated when my fucking Uncle Rick would call me like a turkey. Like, he was like, how's it going, turkey? And I'm not a turkey. Like, I would, I liked teasing. I was growing up in this environment. And I think that's a funny way to show, uh, you know, some people are like, oh, that's so mean. Why would he call you? No, it's not. There's a different. I know what abuse is and I know what teasing is. There's a big difference. Yeah. And teasing does have love behind it because you can see the smile and you can see the little glisten in someone's eye when they're teasing you. And it's like, I know he's going to fall hook, line, and sing for the. It's like yeah. with me and Vaughn on Boys Club. 
I knew he wasn't as stupid as he led to believe, and I wasn't as angry as I would lead to believe. Mm. We would both start playing each other, and we'd see the you know the little twinkle in each other's eye, and then we'd start laughing and make like, oh. you know, we'd just fall into that shit together. Where yeah. I'm like, okay, he's playing dumb. I'm gonna play angry guy, and the, so I get that kind of shit. So I feel like I I hope that's what Tim Dillon's doing. I think it I is. hope he is. I hope there's a glisten in his eye when he wears that t-shirt, and there's not a like. No. <laughs> well, it's no. it was funny to hear him on the episode with uh, Alex Jones. Yeah. Cause Alex Jones was just going off, and Rogan just kept being like, "Alex, just calm down, calm down. You can't be saying stuff like that. We need to." F-. And he had Jamie fact checking things, yeah. and you just heard Tim Dillon go, "I'm living for this right now." Yeah, like, like he that's wanted the thing where, yeah, to yeah. be there, and like he just loved. Everything. I wanted to see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you do Rogan. What? Uh, any other podcasts? I think Rogan. Yeah, Rogan would be the big one. I would do. Um, I would do. As a wrestling fan, I would do the Broken Skull Ranch with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh damn! Just because you know he's a man. Um, and he's probably the closest I ever get to the Rock. So I gotta talk. I gotta talk to Stone Cold. Um, and third one. Hmm. It's cliche. I would just do boys club. I would. I would find. I would do boys club. You'd again. Figure out a way to do it again. I'd find a way to if, if I need a Ouija board. <laughs> that just says yes, no, or meh. Um, then yeah. So it'd just be oh, me. I love that. <laughs> be me, Dan, and a and a, guy with and a Kango hat. Oh my god. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you and Dan got to do something together. Yeah, and I'm sure. Okay. We, I'm sure we will. I mean, there's no way that we. That we won't. I just think we got to get to a point where we can talk about it without getting too sad. Yeah, that's fair. I would do Whitney Cummings, Good For You. Mm-hmm. I would do Guys We Fucked, for sure. I'd be yeah. nervous as shit yeah. to do that, because they... I mean, whew, fucking Nathan McIntosh did Guys We Fucked. When I was, when I was talking yeah. to him the other night, I was just like, you did my favorite <laughs> podcast. Like, I mean, I love Nathan. I mean, Positive Anger is a great podcast, yeah. too. Um, I would do, yeah, I would do that. And then I would maybe do, I don't think I would do Rogan. I think I'd be too scared. Oddly enough. I don't think I can handle that. Oh, maybe yeah. if I had a, a friend with me. He, you would, I think you'd do it. Would but I? You'd have to go in Ugh. knowing <laughs> he's going to try and say some shit that makes you rethink everything. I love that, though. but that's what I like about Whitney because I feel like Whitney's podcast. I don't want to say she's the female Joe Rogan, but she goes pretty deep into things, yeah. and she doesn't give a shit about time either. She'll yeah. do a four-hour episode. She'll do a three-hour episode. Um, I do love long-form podcasts. Yeah, I feel like they are way more magical than mm. like any other type yeah. of format. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe I would. Maybe I would do Rogan. But I don't know. Again, it just, you have to know. And I don't know his process. Like, I don't know if you go in there knowing what's going to be discussed. I feel like, no, you don't. No. I feel like you just go in blind, which is wild. You don't know if you're going to be talking about aliens or DMT. Chances are high. You probably are going to talk about DMT. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I think, you You know. You could probably get me DMT. Yeah, probably he could. Yeah. I yeah, would fucking do you that. You take home a shit ton of elk meat, but I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna give you some DMD. Okay, what other questions do we have here? 
Um, oh, okay. I think we could probably both answer these. Okay. Um, two questions. What do you feel? What do you? <laughs> okay. I got. I got to address something, guys. Asking me things about my comedy career. When I'm less than 30 seconds in, <laughs> uh, y'all have to understand that it's not a career. Oh, you've, you've upset. <laughs> so the question was, what do you feel most proud of so far in your comedy journey? And then the other question was, what has challenged you the most about? Oh, OK, this one's probably more to me. What mm-hmm. has challenged you most about getting into the comedy scene? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are you most proud of so far? Um, my album. Yes. Being able to record an album and still being able to have material to do and not being able and being able to not fall back on the material that I recorded and pushed out for sale. Yeah, because you did it and then you you were like, then retired it, you know, retired it to the point where like if I do a corporate show, whatever, I got to, you know, sometimes you got to suck in a couple of those things. You know, there's certain shows where you need your brain all the time. Uh, so how do you so when okay so say okay let's talk your album yeah say you want to pull something from there would you practice that joke to kind of bring it do you practice um sometimes if it's been a while you know i'll i'll go through my head i'll run through it i won't like you know start doing the bit but i'll like think in my head be like okay this is the punchline is it all in your head or do you have any other tactics do you write it out um, yeah, it's all in my head. I don't, That's uh, I, you know, I have my trigger words to do bits and I'm not like on comedy companion for the joke. I'll have a punchline or set up or whatever. But, uh, for the most part, no, I don't have any kind of scripts or I can't do it anymore. Cause then I come off as acting and I, uh, it's the worst I mean, thing. Well, that's I gotta point. be conversational. That's how I live with myself doing jokes I've done before. It's gotta still be like, I'm telling it to a kitchen party for the first time. Oh, and that's totally, like, your vibe. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I love how we're both checking our phones. Yeah. Um, I always wonder that, because I know for me, I have to, I actually do have to do it, mm-hmm. say it out loud. Yeah. But I assume that's something that, like, you just get better at, at with time. Yes. Kind yes, of time. Over, over, over time, you will, you'll become more natural and, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be able to. I'm not proud of anything yet, guys. I'm so fucking new. So uh, that's my answer to that question. Um, I think so many people... This is something I've learned about doing comedy. People who don't do it think it's way bigger than what it is. Yeah. Uh, Like calling um, it a career? (laughs) Yeah. You know, calling it... Yeah. But people don't know. People don't know. People aren't part of the, the scene and whatever, and they don't, you know... They don't understand the process, and people that aren't comics, that's fine. That's you know, you're seeing it with whatever, and we would look the same way at other things that we're not, you know, in tune with, and we're not a part of. So, yeah, people call it kind of shit, like you know, uh, career and yeah. But if that's what you're working towards, then it is your career. I mean, I didn't think it was, and then it sucked. <laughs> it's, it sucked me in. I, I I wouldn't say that it is. I, I think podcasting is more. Yeah, podcasting is like, your thing. Yeah, but it has certainly sucked me in way more than I thought it would. Well, that's good. Um, I think I, I actually think I am most proud of the spooky show. I think that was my best set set so far. Good. How was that? Uh excellent. It. Mm-hmm. it I think honestly, and so. 
it's, I'm kind of biased when I say it was my best set, but like I think we filled the room with the right audience. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just women there, but like there was like tables of old women like dressed up with like little oh, witches yeah, hats. Like, they yeah, were, just, they were loving us, and um, everyone did fantastic. It was just this weird energy of like everyone played off each other really yeah. well. And it was it was yeah. just great. Like I was just very proud of it, and um, walked away just going there. I don't think that there was anything I could have done better in that Good. moment. In that moment, yeah. In that right. moment, yeah. like obviously, I'm going to be adding to jokes mm-hmm. and changing jokes because you gotta. Yeah. You gotta. Yeah. But I was like, okay, sweet. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I just kind of went like this. Yeah. After all that stress over it, yeah. um, and then this question, mm-hmm. biggest challenge. Challenge you the most in getting it. Ooh, I mean, we would have different answers for this. Mm-hmm. Mine would be that I think I felt the pressure because just I, I was around it for so long. Yeah. So I have to re- remind myself that I'm new, and I also have to remind others that I'm still new. Yeah, because yeah, because you're you you've been indulged in the scene, so there's this weird thing where it's like, oh, well, there is this veteran essence, but you've been uh, an observer. That's right. And not a participant. So uh, comics can tend to talk to me like I've been around for longer than I have. Yeah. Because with- you've watched an orgy doesn't mean you talk about <laughs> swinging. Like, I mean. <laughs> exactly. And then I have to, like, because, like, I, I think a lot of people, like, do, like, offering mm-hmm. feedback to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and, and then I have to remind them, like, I'm really new. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Like, I'm yeah. still a baby giraffe learning to walk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you've just broken into the embryonic sack. <laughs> That's right. We knew this draft was pregnant. That's right. No, we're seeing the babies. So. And there is an art to giving feedback. I think don't pile on too much feedback. No. Like, like um, so, and then, but then I also have to remind myself that I'm new in the sense of like, <laughs> I have to kind of take the pressure off myself and actually just learn to have fun with it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you have to go in knowing that, like, yeah, I'm allowed to suck right now. I'm allowed to, I'm also You've allowed. You've been around here, and no one's gonna judge you. No one's gonna judge me. Uh, the one guy's dead. The other one's a nice person. Uh, so you're you're good. Yeah. Bomb all you want. Yeah. You're around the scene of very young comics right now. It's a big turnover phase of yeah, you know, new and crop. old. And stuff. So you're you can you can stink as much as you want as long as you're trying to improve. Yeah. So and yeah. also, yeah, I don't want to stress out. Like I don't want it to be stressful. I you have you, fun. You have you know? fun right now. Exactly. And and I don't want to care about mm, all my jokes are about womanhood. And I'm like, who fucking cares? Yeah. I'm gonna. I, it's about learning to be funny and be good on stage right now. Yeah. Get your. So time. I'm gonna write whatever I want to write. And you know what? Once my me- muscle is better. I will be writing stuff about clean things or everyday life or, you know, like it's going to come with time. Just get your time. Exactly. I think it's just far too often we care too much about what other people are thinking of us. Yeah. And you shouldn't. It's literally it could be the death of you. Yeah. If if someone's name is on a list, don't care about what they think. Worry about the people that same is not on that list. Yeah. You know, yeah. Worry about the audience. If you're making the audience, you gotta. That's huge. And yes, that's another thing, which is is like if someone you like mm-hmm. didn't like your joke or didn't give you a compliment on your joke, it doesn't matter as long as the audience laughed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. geez, I'm fired up. But yeah, <laughs> what was your biggest? I mean, you started so young. Yeah. Um, my biggest challenge was. 
I guess at the time trying to get stage time. <laughs> Literally and, and, trying to get being underage. Um, <laughs> I would say my biggest challenge was uh, learning that I don't need everyone to like me. That was, you know, that oh, that's, that's a the switch going off to creativity and being yourself and being authentic and telling jokes you want to tell and reacting to stories the way you want to react. Uh, you know, when you start, a lot of people do, they just want to get laughs. They want humor and they want people to, ha, 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 And if you get a ooh, then you would back off. And that's how I was. If I got an ooh, I'd back off immediately on whatever I was talking about. But they and, still react. Yeah, yeah. So there's something and, that, that, and that was my biggest challenge, react, uh, realizing like, you know what? I like a new. Because that doesn't mean you don't like that joke. I mean, it, it hits something it, in you. Yeah, yeah. It means you're scared to laugh at that joke. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was getting ones last night. And there's nothing better than being able to justify your joke and and to disregard their ooh. So if I'm talking about the Confederate flag and Bill Cosby, and I say something about Bill Cosby and you go, ooh, when I'm comparing it to the Confederate flag, it's like, Go fuck yourself because now you're ooing what I'm saying about Cosby. But that's kind of like showing support for the Confederate flag. Where do you want to fall? Pick a team. You know, so like that's that's where I'm at and stuff where and that was my biggest challenge was like accepting like I don't need 100 percent of a room to laugh. 50 percent, 70 maybe should be laughing. Mm -hmm. The other half should be going, what the fuck? Because those are the people's mind you will end up changing. If you're already on my team, great, good for good for me. But I want to convert you to my church of common sense. That's so woo. that was a part of me that was scared. Like I'm mm-hmm. always scared to do my jokes because I'm like, how are these? Like the Britney Spears joke. Yeah, that joke divides a fucking room. Yeah, <laughs> Britney's a very beloved woman. Because I will do all this, like, material that, like, women love, yeah. and then I'll do the Britney Spears joke, and I will see them mm-hmm. turn on me. Yeah. Because I'm making fun of this, like, beloved pop star yeah, yeah, yeah. that, like, everyone loves so much. Yeah. And, like, that's why, like, that joke is such a wild card for me, because it either mm-hmm. it either does great Can or you, it does terrible. I don't want you to do your material. Well, you gave me a tag on Yeah, this. I gave you a tag on the, yeah. Let me find so, it. Yeah, yeah. Do, do the actual... Because the joke, the original, the way the joke, okay, I'll do the original version yeah. first, and yeah. then I'll do, like, the new, the new one, mm-hmm. um, which the original one was, who's following Britney Spears on Instagram right now? She's not doing so well. Um, Britney burnt down her own host gym and acted like it was nothing. Uh, and then I say, and also the makeup. She looks like she's an older Avril Lavigne who just got face fucked. And then mm-hmm. I say, if you think Britney Spears is okay right now, you're not okay right now. The Free Britney movement is in full effect. This, And then I just kind of briefly say, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's a movement created because apparently her father is in control of her life and her finances, yeah. which is awful. I'm a full supporter of the Free Britney movement. I just also think her hair and makeup team should be set free. Yeah. That's the original joke. Then I kind of put a spin on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Okay. This was the one that you gave me the tag on. Yes. Uh, if you And I actually start with. If you guys think Britney Spears is okay right now, you are not okay right now. No. Britney is looking like the human version of a public restroom. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I put this in because you told me about it. In yeah. fact, if Britney was a washroom, she would probably walk barefoot in it. Yeah, great. 
Uh, and then I say, I'm a huge supporter of Brittany getting the help she needs so she can stop posting the same picture every day. Yes. Uh, honestly, though, I'd like to show my support by sending her a hairbrush. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, yeah, you know, but like, course, there's it's a joke with so many. There's so yeah, many there's so many there's it. so many layers to it, and like, yeah, you're like goofing on her. Yeah, um, I think with the opening, you need to be like, you need to take away the I think Britney's not doing well, and you need to say a lot of people I think Britney's not doing well right now. It takes a lot of people. Worry it about takes Brittany. the judgment off of you. Oh, interesting. And that way, it you know, people aren't going like, oh, man, she fucking hates Britney Spears. People are going, oh, she's talking about people that hate Britney Spears. So, like, it, 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 yeah, it takes a lot of the pressure and blame off of you for how you your feelings on her. And it makes you seem more concerned. Yeah. So, yeah. you Yeah. Yeah. Because I find that. that and that's not me being that a comedian. First... That's me being a peer mediator and learning that I words and you words. Mm-hmm. uh Put a lot of judgment and blame on people. Well, with the original joke, Kyle Carpenter told me about the idea of describing why she's not okay because mm-hmm. not everyone will know yeah. um, why she's not okay. And I keep trying to think of things to add to this joke because she's mm-hmm. just so manic yeah. on there, yeah. and she looks like she's literally reading a teleprompter, mm-hmm. and like it's just absolutely wild. Well, that's it. That's like to the, see her the, on there. The joke. There's the opening. Like people, a lot of people are worried about Britney Spears right now. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, you know, all her Instagram videos literally look like she's like reading like Al Qaeda hostage videos where it's like, you know, she's like reading off a teleprompter. Boom, boom. Uh-huh. You're, you're saying what it uh-huh. is and not what you think. And the thing is, when you say what you think, you're putting blame and you're putting judgment on whatever the topic is. If you say like a lot of people, boom, boom, and then people are going, well, I didn't know about this and you're now informing me of this. But you're not giving me your opinion on this. Uh-huh. You're a little more to go on board to make their own judgments of it. Because when you go, I think Britney Spears is whatever. People go, oh, she's saying this is how I think I should feel about this. But it's really just saying facts. Yeah, you yeah, got to say is, facts. This is this is what her presence looks yeah. like. Um, and that punch that like I loved that punch. The I I, I like the free Britney movement. I just think her hair and makeup team should be set free. Mm-hmm. But I just also like the idea of toning it down and being like, I just want to send the girl a hairbrush. Like yeah, like I just want to brush her hair. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like so many people think that when they see her. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, it's one of those jokes. It's gonna be evolving. It's it's probably gonna go through. A lot of like evolution. Yeah, it's one that yeah you. Just I'll work have on. to try that. Work on it. The it's... the walk barefoot in it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Thing, <laughs> Brittany. Brittany's looking like the human equivalent of a public restroom right now. And then what was it? In fact, if she was a restroom, she would probably walk barefoot into it. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. So yeah, there. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It's so fun. Yeah. Comedy can be fun, people. It's see? It can be fun. It's stressful, but it's a good time. It's a good time. Is there any other questions? I'm just going to double check. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Oh. Interesting. What song would you pick to define your life at this current moment? Mm, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of that. Friggin', uh <laughs> Listen to the lyrics. Song used to scare me. What the hell? It used to scare the living shit out of me. I feel like that's me right now. I'm just like, yeah, what's happening right now? 
your dramatic OC moment. Yeah. I'm just waiting to get shot. Yeah, that's it. Great SNL sketch, though. Well, that's a weird question because I feel like I feel like there's a lot of I'm th- I yeah. feel like I'm on the cusp of burnout a little bit. <laughs> if I'm being honest, there's a lot going on mm-hmm. to keep up with. But no, I mean, heaven is a place on earth. It's, it's, oh, it's the one is that is that is that what you'd pick right now? I think so. That's my one. That's me just trying to find acceptance. Yeah, and like being okay with the way the world like i'm trying like this is you seem happy about comedy right now though you haven't always been happy about comedy no and i mean i mean (laughs) why should i be um it is a weird i'm grateful right now i wouldn't say i'm happy i'm grateful right now because i'm in a place where i'm able to do it and a lot Mm -hmm. of places aren't able to do it right now uh damn lucky you know and I'm glad that I have jobs and I'm getting booked for stuff and I hope that continues and I hope that this will lead on to when once the shit is gone that I will uh, carry on uh, to a uh, career that I am stable in. Um, I, yeah, I was just, I'm, that's my thing. I'm just trying to make this the best thing it can be. Yes. That's, I'm trying to make it uh, heaven on earth mm-hmm. uh you know because I, where... like, I feel like most comics just want to like they want to just make a decent living at it that's it most i just, don't want to be rich i don't want to like... worry about plus i want to be able to be, uh pay rent and i want to be able uh to not stress about rent that's it that's all it that's all i want because the rest of the time is i don't if i'm doing good enough i don't need to worry about uh paying for booze because people will buy you drinks i don't need to worry about you know food and that because if i'm doing enough shows people will pay for your food like Mm -hmm. i i just that's all i want Mm -hmm. is to be able to wake up in the morning know that like on the weekend i got a show that is going to pay for the rest of my week and then then i'm good to go and i'm happy if i can have some fun in between then that's all the better because i will meet people that want to you to be a part of things because they think you're a funny guy. I am. I am literally. I'm not the quarterback in in high school that thinks his fame needs to carry on, but I am the guy who was able to get along with everyone, and I would like that to be able to continue going on, yes. where people want you around because you are you're a decent time to be around. Oh, absolutely. That's all I need. Be a fun hang. That's all I want. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is to be a fun hang. Not to even an, an exhausting point, because that does get tiring. There are some times where you just want to shit on everyone. I just, I just want to be uh, the person that people don't go, okay, and need to prep to be around. I just oh, want to yeah. be the person who they're like, oh, Travis is going to be here. Awesome. And that's it. And that's all I need, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll be I a happy person. Individual. I I hope so. I don't, you know, I don't assume so, but that's my own, uh, you know. I think neuroticism. people appreciate your skill level, and yes, like probably a lot of them are intimidated by that. But like, as a person slash friend, yeah. And I mean, the word friend is weird, right? Because like we have different mm-hmm. tiers of friends or whatever. Yeah. I I I think like my friends mm-hmm. are few and far between currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I don't think anyone would be like, "Oh, Travis is your shit," you know? Yeah, I would. I, I would hope so. And you know, if that is your 
feelings, come talk to me and I'll let you know that you got nothing to be worried about. I I want you to do well in comedy. And if you bomb, that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) You're allowed to bomb. That doesn't mean mean you suck. That's right. And, And people's learning time is different. Very, very different. It, it it might take some people yeah. years to get. You can be a comic that better. bombs. My only requirement is to know when you bombed, that's right. and that's fine. And I'll I'll brush some of the fucking debris off you, <laughs> but acknowledge that you bombed, and that's fine. And we can grow from there. And I'll I'll give you a, as much advice as I possibly can, uh, as you know, of little of or importance of value that that is. I will. I want everyone to be good. Mm-hmm. Like I said on the last podcast, I want to be scared to follow you. Yes. It's oh, only going to make me better. Because eventually I want to get you on here with Chris. But like we were talking. Uh, I remember when we were talking. He was- He'll get him next time. <laughs> we were talking about his, his headline uh, at, uh, at, at Gus's and... Yeah. He was like really analyzing it and like mm-hmm. like really breaking it down, being like, "Oh yeah, my brother came, but like you know, he brought people I didn't know, so like I wanted yeah. to make sure like I didn't know the people." And then and he's like, and then I had to follow Travis. And then I went, "Oh, did you not like following Travis?" And he's like, "No, I loved it." Yeah, <laughs> like he, he loves following you because I set the you're fucking the, table for you. You're him. the goalpost. You're yeah, like, the, well, that's very sweet, know. and I love Halef and. Oh, look at that. Yeah. You got to listen to the whole episode, Chris, to hear yeah, that. Yeah, he's going to do a lot of skimming. I assume yeah. most people skim. I love how we said we weren't going to do Rogan, and here we are two here hours. Here we are very long. My ride's waiting for me. Oh, Rogan. shit. We got to wrap. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Travis, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. No worries. I, uh, My pleasure. I'll it always ends up being anytime. longer. I love being a co-host on this, and this is yes. going to give me some fuel to... So, I mean, literally, anytime oh, okay. you don't have a host oh, thank you. or a guest, let me uh, come on. Yeah, we'll do like monthly Travis episodes or something. I would love to. I need to, you know. Yeah, I appreciate it. I've lot. been on a few times, but it's always been like, you know, guest people and live streams and shit. I, no, would, I would love to do. Abs- well, I want this to be the Rogan of Halifax. Maybe. Go. That might have been too ambitious. Uh, <laughs> plug yeah, plug your shit. Okay, so we got boom, Church boom, of Common Church Sense. Church of Common Sense every week. So that's like Wednesday, Thursday-ish when I release that. And then every bi-weekly one, I have Hi Dad Soup podcast. Other than that, I got uh, some shows coming up here in Cape Breton around the 27th, 28th. I'll be doing shows there. 26th in uh, Bridgewater. So I'm definitely get some Arby's and cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, twenty sixth in Bridgewater. Who's who's uh, who's with you on that? Uh, I don't know who's middling or whatever. It's uh, put on by a gentleman, a comic named Huey Batherson. He's putting oh, on he, those shows. So I will, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, he had me. Uh, so uh, you can come out to those ones. Uh, the basement, Moncton, New Brunswick, uh, the 14th and the 15th, the weekend, uh, next weekend, I will be oh, there. Oh, that's perfect. So please come out to those ones. I'm doing four shows. Uh, so two shows a night. Holy so that'll, shit. that'll be fun. Me, I know Matt Baker, I think is doing it. So that'll be great. I'll be there in December too. Uh, New Year's Eve and member two. Uh, I got a lot of shit going on. Check out my album. The kid is all right. Follow him yeah. on Instagram, the Travis Lindsay. Instagram, he yeah, had the Travis Lindsay, Hi Dad Soup Podcast, Church of Common Sense Podcast. I got a shit ton of uh, Instagram accounts. Uh, Travi Taste Things if you're more into food. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's been a Make great time. Make me some ads 
for both of those. Yeah, I will. I keep planning on just I doing. I keep meaning to remind you on a Wednesday. Ad, you yeah. on Wednesday, right? Yeah, and I want okay. to do like just one ad for both of them. And every time I'm like, I'm tired. I gotta go. Whatever you feel. I mean, do do two if you want. I need new ads for this podcast. Perfect. So yeah, if you want to do two or just one, I can change it up. But like, yeah, give me some ads for that. I will do. Um, thanks so much, guys. And Travis, ring that bell. Be done. I'm just- really good at <laughs> All right.